Top of Sadiq. <laughs> John Reynolds. Okay, Lama. And this here, the Vinyl Collective. <laughs> Welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That was, uh, that was very nice. <laughs> nice. Casey can't notice. We are in the studio today recording episode 83, Vinyl Collective, That's your so. weekly journal on the hip hop and R&B landscape. Yes. That was uh, that was pretty nice. Yes, yeah, I thought I'd come with a little something like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I asked, oh, can I bring us in today? And I thought, yeah, it's gonna say yes, and I thought, yeah, let me just hit us with that. But yeah, welcome back, man. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We were talking before, just before we started recording, saying this is probably the first time it's just been us in the studio since probably since last year, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, long time. You were here for the Crazy Radical episode. Yes, sir. You were here. And then we were both here with Daniel from Cord yeah. for the Corday. So what was it that we were in the studio for? I can't remember. It must have been ages ago. And I think even before then, it wasn't just us two because we had Tandy and we had mics from Slime Talk. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking yeah. about... Well, no, it was our um, one-year anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a megasode. So it must have been a while. Gosh. Very long yeah. time. It might have been before um, lockdown free. It mm. actually might be... Damn, yeah, I think it is. It is, it is. Damn. Oh, you get us live and direct, clean, you know, giving the respect that Kendrick deserves for this episode. But, you know, if you're new here and you're not new to the South, or even if you're not new here, this is probably going to fuck your mind up. You're like, wait, they've been doing it for the whole time. Yes, our audio is just that good. You know, hit me up if you want the tips. You know, I'm, I'm trying to share the love, <laughs> but you know, it's not easy being so far ahead of you guys sometimes. But yeah, anyways, you know, if you're new here, subscribe to The Vinyl Collective on pretty much all platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, we're Vinyl Collective Pod. On Twitter, we're TVC Pod. If you have a question or some sort of any comment you want to make, vinylcollectivepod at gmail.com. As we do every single week, we have our Spotlight series. So, what is the Spotlight series? It's basically we're putting you on game for an artist you probably haven't even heard of. Or maybe your friends mention, like, oh, yeah, I've heard that person. I've always been to check them out. This is kind of our, you know, giving you the incentive to check that motherfucker out. Me and John take it in turns. Uh, this week is John's turn and he's going to tell you all about Ty Leone. So take it away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this artist, I think I came across him. I came across him walking in the street and saw like a little poster for the guy and was like, okay. cool. I don't know. Usually I'm not really captured by the posters and I'm like, I mean, it's probably just like a little rave and I'm not going to go to that. <laughs> okay. But I was like, okay, cool. Haven't heard of this guy. Um, checked him out when I got home, listened to the track. I think it was Schmurder, which okay. is like his kind of most well-known track on, on Spotify. Um, I was like, oh, yeah. Immediately reminded me. I put on social medias. Um, they remind me of Parsalu and okay, a little yeah. bit of Jay Huss, yeah. just in terms of like the delivery um, and the kind of, yeah, delivery and just the, yeah, the way he kind of like, um, also just like the sibilance of like, yeah, the, yeah just the way that he delivers, um, delivers his verses. Uh, and then heard the other track, which was Shoot for the Stars. So those are the two tracks we picked this week. Um, again, another brilliant, brilliant track. Um, yeah, the guy's seriously good. I don't know why he has so few, just like every artist every week. Yeah. don't know why he has so few <laughs> listeners. Yeah, because um, yeah, I didn't know of him beforehand. Uh-huh. Right? And um, I saw on Instagram, I was like, oh, this guy's got I've got some flow to him. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm fucking with this guy. I remember me and you spoke about it when mm. we... Man, but was it like a couple of weeks prior? Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And you were hyping up, like, no, this guy is gonna be sick. So I kept my eye out for this one. It's like, yeah, no, mm. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really get why he has so little monthly listeners. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yet to release like a proper project. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, still quite young. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he released like a little five pack of singles early this year. Um, 
what was it? Pain to Champagne. That was yeah. it. Um, but yeah, super talented artist. I think definitely worth checking out. We did, I messaged him on Instagram. Um, yeah. Casey's listening. Hey, mate. <laughs> um, and he didn't reply, so okay. it's fine. But then yeah, when we posted it, he was like, oh, cool. Like, oh, okay. You know, cool. sent a few emojis, was oh, like, okay. cool. appreciated the, appreciated it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, just think he's, he's definitely worth checking out from East London. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember which area exactly he's from. Name some areas, East London. Homerton, Hackney, uh, Tower Hamlets, Stratford, Romford. No, none of these are saying anything. Uh, Redbridge. I'm saying amazing, amazing knowledge. Yeah. Anyway, I know London like the back of my head. (laughs) Yeah, he's East London. um, Okay, born and bred. So yeah, definitely go check him out. Next week we have another artist. Mm -hmm. I think Um, we're gonna do a throwback one. I think I've got it in mind. Yeah, yeah, we'll check that one out. Because it's been a while since we've done that. A lot of them will be like you know, like new current talents. Mm. Um, and I think this person dropped the album quite recently around the same time as Kendrick. That gives you a little bit of a mm, hint. So okay. I think, yeah, he deserves more love. He's actually had a solid like discography so far. So yeah. yeah fair enough. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, as we said, you can obviously find this playlist. Um, we post it on Twitter, we post it on Instagram every week. Um, the playlist obviously is Spotlight Series 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we said, next week will be Topper's turn. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have other playlists. You can go check them out. One we'll mention at the end of this episode. <laughs> the others, you know, we have some... You don't need to wait for Valentine's. You can yeah. just put it on at any <laughs> any time of year. Okay. We have a little uh, playlist for the lovers. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's summertime. It <clears throat> we have summertime. a few other archive playlists you can go mm-hmm. check out. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of it. Give it, give it a follow, share with a friend. Um, and yeah, we'll get on to the new tracks this week. So... Normally, John does the whole thing. He's like, you know, this is a track and what do you think and all that stuff. But I think the one song isn't oh. even a song that we have to address. We do have to fucking address this because it's so egregious. It's so immense. So, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even keep up with drama most of the time, but it, it fell on my lap, right? So, obviously, Jack Harlow doing his whole album press run. He's doing his promo run yeah, and shit yeah. like that. And I can't remember even, I can't remember. Was it Breakfast Club? Everything bad happens at the Breakfast Club. So, it mm. probably was the Breakfast Club where he mentions that he didn't know that obviously legendary singer Brandy and obviously legendary singer as well, weirdly enough, Ray J, uh, were siblings, right? Brandy Norwood, Ray Norwood, they're siblings. Um, And for some reason, the internet kind of took that as some sort of weird offence, even though I'm pretty sure this guy's like, what, 23? Yeah, and Brandy, very young. So he, Brandy must have been making music before he was even born. I mm-hmm. have to be sure about that, right? So... <laughs> Okay, that's one. So an artist that was making music before, you know, <clears throat> they were even born, did not know that you, and obviously a radio who hasn't made music. Hasn't really in, been relevant since the 2000s. Okay, so don't get me wrong. I think in terms of just general knowledge, especially if someone who indulges in hip-hop culture, which kind of ties into black culture, yeah, it's a bit weird, but I don't think it's the most crazy. I don't think it's the craziest mm. thing in the world. Yeah. So um, Brandy decided... To react and not only react. I mean, she said something like, "Oh, like um." She made it really playful when she tweeted about it, being like, "Oh, he he he." You thought I was I can, playful? She no no. She when she tweeted about it, saying like, "Haha, I can have fun too." Oh okay. I was yeah, like, yeah. "You why are you pretend, trying to pretend like you weren't actually going for him?" Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you could just tell she was molding to fuck. I mean, she yeah. said something like, "Oh, you know, I don't even rap back and still rap rap better for you over your own shit." And I thought, okay weird comment to make but fair enough like yeah, yeah. Oh, who are you trying to compete with here and then she actually drops the song like yes. there was a leak of the song and she does it over um first class right and um 
I just, uh, I mean, to me, there's no point even commenting on the songs or the no. flow lyrics because Brandy's not a rapper. Mm-mm. It's just, why was it? Have you heard it? No. I've heard the clip where she makes a couple of, you know, small bars about Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, why? Like, why did you think this was necessary? This is this is an L for you. This is not an yeah, L for, yeah. for, for Jack yeah. Harlow. This is an L for also, you. Also, yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Jack Harlow. You'll know. Don't mm. think his music is that anything special. But I don't. you don't need to jump on him about this. I'm just going to stand up and say, I did not even know. Mm. Okay. You can get him if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Come for me. Um... Like you don't need to. That like mm. I don't think it's you know. I mean, like we're saying, Ray J has not been around for. A, mm. He was not at the peak of R and B. Yes, he was a big singer mm-hmm. in this time, but he hasn't been around for a very long time. Jack Harlow is very young. Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't have to. You know, have an encyclopedic knowledge of of R and B history. Who's who? Maybe maybe a who's who, but like who's related to who? Come on, like. You know, I mean, leave he's, the guy alone. He's twenty four. <clears throat> he turned twenty four this year. Yeah. Brandy's like 42, isn't she? Yeah. So Come she on. was singing when he was a toddler. Literally. Like yeah, yeah. her first album dropped when she was 16. Cool. Before he was born. So I was yeah. like, come on there. Yeah. I just find it so embarrassing. Like, sort it out. You're Brandy. You are actually like this is this is just as bad as like I don't know. Let's say MB okay, no, someone even younger than that. Let's say Digger D did not know that Janet and Michael were siblings. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then Janet Jackson, of all people, just decides to make a diss track on Digger mm. D. That's how ridiculous yeah. this sounds. It's like, why would you need to do that? You are Janet Jackson. So yeah. Sorry out, Brandy. Sorry out. Wild. <clears throat> Wild. Um, can I get to my new tracks? Yeah, go ahead. I'll do it. I'm done. Cool. I'm done. Thanks. <laughs> need, need some semblance of uh familiarity mm. now. Uh cool, yeah. We had a few ch- new tracks this week. I think we've had a bit of a lull, to be honest, in singles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of been project season the last couple yes. of months. Um, but yeah, let's start off with uh, with one that kind of ties into, I guess, like the discussion a lot of people are having at the moment with UK music and like sampling. So, had 1989 by H, um, <clears throat> which is a sample. I looked up, it was like a UK rock band, but then I realised where I'd heard yeah. it, which was the, yeah. Unorthodox Wretch 32 mm. example track. Classic song, yeah. Um, in its time, we were probably, what, like 13, 14? Well, how old? Fuck. How old are we? It might have been, it must have been 2010, right? When that came out. Something about that. Yeah, so, young. I know it was like early teens, mm. for sure. Yeah, go on, continue. Yeah, no, no, no. So, um, again, for me, the the sample, again, is just so recognisable. I feel like yes. H is kind of doing this a lot now. Um, very similar flow very similar kind of talk it just like you could almost take exactly what you said and put it on a, another beat from a month ago and it would be the same track fair um yeah mm. i'm not seeing a huge amount of like the guy can rap i'm never going to say he can't like the guy can rap yeah of course yeah but it just gives me big mixtape vibes that's the yeah. thing do you yeah. know what i mean it just sounds like oh this was a mixtape this i think the problem with mm. using a sample like this is one you're using a sample of a song that was already a sample of yeah. a huge song that came from fucking FIFA. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I remember I had, I think it was FIFA 05, FIFA 06. So I mean, the song's old. The song's mm. fucking old, bro. And yeah. obviously that was a, and that's why they did it on Unorthodox. I was like, oh my gosh, FIFA. So it's already been a song, came out 2011, just checking now. So yeah. It was 16. Yeah. 16. I, I can't believe the song was that recent, but yeah. Because me, I, was, I thought I was like, a lot younger. But um, so you're already using a sample of a sample. That's already muddy waters for one. So yeah, so I just it just feels cheap. And I think for someone who's as big as H, I went I actually went back 
and listened to the Ashanti sample, mm-hmm. baby. And I like that one way more, even though it's the same type of shit. I just felt it just was just better. I think it was just done better. I think the mixing's better. I know that's a funny buzzword, but I think the mixing's better. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's more catchy. Was this one, I feel like all I hear is the beat, to be honest. Like, what he's saying doesn't really matter. Like, he's he can spit, but it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, I don't really get what this trend is. I mean, I guess it, I'm assuming it's working. Maybe the people who are looking at the numbers, the numbers people are saying, yeah, look at the numbers, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep doing these samples. Like, it's probably that, but yep. not for me. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> Talking of numbers, let's have a quick break from the uh, from the new tracks. And just while I remember, let's talk about, you know, the numbers, Daddy Record label, yeah. telling artists to do things. Have you seen a little bit about some of these artists that have been told to make TikToks? Oh, um, no. Have fuck? you not? No, 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 no. What There's happened? been a kind of, I've, I've forgotten something about like, uh, people like Doja Cat and FK Twigs and other artists who are being told by record labels and management and stuff that they like have to put out a certain number of TikToks <laughs> and stuff. Genuinely, okay, cool. they Damn. don't want to. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's just an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, like these are established artists. And they're like, no, 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 you need to keep doing the numbers. You need to keep the engagement up. And they're like, fuck. Like, I'm These in the are studio. rookie numbers, know, Doja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dude, like, I'm I'm trying to make music here. They're like, no, you need to go and make some, like, stupid TikTok for the, for the teenage boys and girls out there. You know, it's bad when one of the highest streaming artists on the planet is still being told you go and make them TikToks. Yeah. That is a bad sign. Like... Yeah, no, wait, who wait, who came out and exposed this? Was it the artists themselves? Or? I can't even remember. I'm going to try and find where this was. But I just remember reading an article about it, and it mentioned FK Twigs as well. Damn. I mean, that yeah. sounds like some shit they would do, right? Would someone just come into the room and be like, have you seen this new thing, TikTok? Like, you know, all the new songs. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you heard of Pink Panthers? Like, that's how she started. It was on TikTok. And then just like, yeah. And they'll say like, oh... They won't say yeah. you need to do a TikTok. They're like, oh, can, can you just do one or two? You know, you just got, you just got to set up the account. And, you know, I have my social media. Like, it sounds like <laughs> that. I have my social media team sort out for you, shit like that. It's like, bro, what I want to be yeah. on this fucking app with like 14 year olds. Sometimes things are just weird. Sometimes things are just weird. Like, it was, I think you know it was I mean? Halsey. Halsey. How do you pronounce it? Halsey. H A L S E Y. You no. know her, right? No. Like a pop singer. Nope. So she came out, what was it, 22nd of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically was saying, you know, her record label is insisting that she keeps using the app to promote music. And she's like, I've got this song I want to release, but my record label won't let me. Damn. And she's like, <laughs> I've been in the industry for eight years and I've sold over 165 Damn. million records. <laughs> and my record label is saying I can't release unless they they can fake a viral moment on TikTok. Damn. And then other people like Florence and the Machines come out. Um, well, Florence Welsh. Uh, FK Twigs has come out, said similar things. That's so fucked, man. That's so... France and the Machine. Yeah. Charlie XCS as well. Re- okay, you know what? Posted to be fair, video implying she was yeah. in a similar position. Yeah. It's funny how the old people you're saying are women as mm. well. Because that, that there's that whole assumption that women are more... I mean, yeah. they are in sense, sense, but they're just more appealing. Like, oh my gosh, people like to see like an attractive woman mm. like Charlie XCS do a TikTok. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. some shit like that. It's just fucked, man. Yeah. So even, fucked. even mentioned Adele in the article saying that she... She put her foot down and was like, no, but it said she was getting pressure to like make songs that would be popular with the, the mm. TikTok generation. It would make sense because I think she kind of um, alluded to it. In, I mean, she did it in a boomer way, given that she's only like, what, 34, 35 Something or whatever. Like that, yeah. But she did say like, oh, I don't make music for young people. I make music for people my age. And it's like, I think that was kind of a shot. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not making music for this. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think I definitely 
I definitely buy into the whole thing of like, yeah, these people are getting pressured. Yeah. Fuck but like still. established artists like that, imagine turning around and be like, I've sold 165 million records. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Kendrick said, we, we can't negotiate. We, yeah. actually, we cannot yeah. negotiate. I've done too much for you. Fuck off. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. let's get back to the new releases. Um, I don't know if you've heard the John Legend and Jid track. Dope. I have. Banger. Absolute banger. It's I tweeted about it on my way here. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a Pharrell, like, 2000s, like, I don't know who produced it, but um, oh, sounds like something you. off, like, fronting or, like, excuse Oh, yeah, you're going that hard. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, okay, no, the cool. beat sounds, no, yeah. I'm not saying it's as good, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying the beat reminds me of something oh, okay, like cool. that, early 2000s. Um, yeah. No, it's cool. I really like it. Jid mm-hmm. spitting on it. John Legend sounds, you know, infused. Yeah. Um, so the producers are just three producers. So it's Ian... Kirkpatrick, Ryan Tedder, and Charlie Poof. Oh, Ryan Tedder, the One Republic. Oh, okay, cool, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Those are the three. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm. Um, Jid's Jid's been solid for a while. I, it's kind of annoying because we mm. haven't gone album yet. But fuck me, yeah, yeah. He's just been so solid. Like every time yeah. I hear him on a feature, I never think I don't like this. Yeah, I always like it. So it, I feel like it's just at the level I expect of Jid. To be honest, um, I think he had a funny line where he said, "Oh man." We were talking about edumacation. Um, you give me lows and highs, but you kidding me, baby. You know I'm crazy. Ain't had no edumacation, and like the days and still chasing and racing. He just he's just kind of smooth with it. Do you know what I mean yeah. like yeah? So and also yeah, John Legend can still sing. You know, shocker. So yeah, no, I fuck with it. I think it's a nice little upbeat banger. Yeah, it's a nice one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vinyl days, Logic. Another track from the new album, mm-hmm. DJ Premier. Fucking hell, mm-hmm. that's that's quite the catch. What do you think of it, John? I like the beat a lot. <laughs> I like the beat a lot. I like yeah. the, I like the guy's rapping. I like his <laughs> flow and everything, but he wasn't saying a whole lot for me in this track. Uh, I get that. I do get it, but I still think the songs are banger. I actually came. I was like, no, I cannot lie, and I will say this. And I'm and for maybe it will bite me in the in the bite me. Wait, what's this fucking? It'll come back to bite me. It'll come back to bite me. Fuck me. Maybe it'll come back to bite me in the future. Mm. I'm actually kind of excited for this. I am too. I'm too. I think it's very well produced. Yeah, no, I I think, I think, I I think the songs are bad. I think it was like rapping off like almost like, was it four and a half minutes? Longer than that. It was quite Mm -hmm. a long song. I was like, no, he has some bars here. I can't lie. Like, let me see if any. He does, but he also is just doing his thing where, I don't know, he just does this, he's just, he's just saying things. He is, he is just kind of saying things, he is. But then he's also talking about like, mm. I mean, I don't know, I guess I don't know why it's called Vinyl Days, but he's kind of talking about, you know, like, basically I can still do this. Some of you guys are kind of mm. biting off me. I mean, kind of ironic things. I mean, not kind of, yeah, it's kind of ironic things <coughs> to say that. But. Given that he opens up saying, yeah. all I need is one one mic, yeah. one pen. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Shout out Nas. Thanks. But he is rapping. I think the yeah. primo cut works. No, I think it's a very enjoyable, this might be mm. one of my favourite singles from Logic this year. And he's had some good singles. I can't mm-hmm. lie. So yeah, I, I can't lie. I Far from an anti-vaxxer, but I moved the needle. That's not a bad bar. That's, sure. that's not a bad bar. That's not a bad bar. That's not a bad bar. <laughs> no, I fuck with this. I legit, mm. like in terms of, lo- I think the ones I thought, oh, okay, they're cool. The one with Russ, I thought was cool. Mm. Um, but this is the one I'm like, no, I, I yeah. genuinely like this. I did like this bar. Mm. Sunbathing off the coast, sipping Pinot Grigio out of the mm. country so much. They, they're like easy gringo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Man. Were, yeah, yeah. Nice. I give them that. There were some nice ones. Um, made all this money r- recording raps on my Macintosh. Call it Apple Sauce. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he did have one struggle, yeah. but I think it was one about vegan and meat. I was like, okay, that's a struggle. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. that and thought exactly that. Yeah, that was the only one. But you don't want to beef like a vegan. How yeah. many times have people used I that? I know, bar? I know. <laughs> when he said, you're looking like food and might get fried like rice, throw on a mm. chef apron and turn it to Gordon Ramsay. I've seen cats sell their whole soul for a Camry. I've seen your favorite artists do the most just for Grammys. I mean, so I've seen a grown man lying just to get to panties. I like it. He's saying some true mm. shit. And Ian's just he is. talking. He is. It's true, but I like the song. Yeah. Yeah, the song. The song's it. I'm giving him a hard time. Yeah. I'm giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So we also had, we had two more we're going to quickly mention. Mm-hmm. N-Dubs are back. Tops. They are back. O2 Tour. Autumn. They're out. Trauma. How do you feel? I'm sorry. <laughs> is there is there did they do well I really want to know. Yeah. Did they do some market research? Did they have some kind of like you know, they got some public groups and they're like, you know, how do you guys feel about end dobs? Like, you know, do you want more? Do you feel like you were left, you know, kind of in well, the you lurch? Are done by do yeah, you feel yeah. like you need your trust? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And they're we like, Yeah, yeah, we need more. We need more end dubs. Do you know what it is? I think it's kind of like when what was Amarian's group called back in the day, and they did a B two K, and they did a reunion tour. What mm-hmm. was meant to be during COVID, yeah, but yeah. I think it's like that where it's more of a reunion. I think they're dropping a new album. I think that's quite. Oh, weird. stop it! I think they are, but I think it's more just oh my gosh, nostalgia and dubs. You know, yeah. I mean, they are Northwest legends. That's that's not hyperbole. Like they they really are, but. For me personally, I just I don't think I love Ed Dubs enough or at all to be like I'm spending like triple figures Mm-mm. for an Ed Dubs concert. Like, and if they sold out proper, like sold, I'm not sure. Sold, they sold the fuck out. Like, I was really? like, yeah, I was like, damn, like people. I think people are more going for the nostalgia, yeah. and then maybe people are in a bit of a nostalgia. Talisa cannot sing at this rate, surely. Without auto-tune. As in her voice yes, sounded yeah. heavily auto-tuned yeah. on the song. It sounded a lot like Ray Black. I was like, that ain't Ray Black. I was like, yeah. oh shit, it's just auto-tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um I, yeah, I don't think people are even going for the talent. I think people just usually want to go there, take themselves back to like 2007 and yeah. just quarter yeah. quarter day. But me personally, I'm not paying that much no. to do that. I hope it's not a, a return to <clears throat> making music. I hope this I think is, it just, is no, I hope this. No, I think it actually is. I think it really? is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think they're back together. No, I'm being serious. I mean, they're actually they're, they're what? <laughs> they're in their late thirties now. No, I mean, don't don't Asian. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm saying, but in this, come on. But like, yeah. I, I mean, they know. haven't made. They got a lot to say. By this track, thing, no. Yeah. I mean, this track tells me they haven't. It just sounds very. I mean, we were just speaking about TikTok, right? I can see them actually working in a TikTok market. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is, and I think if that's the case. Yeah, no, I can see it working. Again, not for me. No. Not for me, but I can see it working. I mm-hmm. think that's what it's going to be. And I think Salisa's a big enough name outside of music. People just want to see what's going to go on. Yeah, like, like, like X-Factor and all that stuff. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, they're doing shit ton of dates. They're doing three days mm-hmm. in... No. Are they doing three days in London? They have a lot of dates here. I'm looking. Yeah. Hold on. Let me yeah. count. They've got like at least t- 10 to 12 dates. Sure. They're, they're, doing, they're doing like the yeah. whole kind and yeah. most of them are sold out so and it's big arenas like mm. setting out also is no joke so yeah. shout out to Kamzo we had him on a couple months ago <laughs> he, he was is excited oh yeah. my I think it's, he he's not one of those fake not fake ones but he was quite genuine because he's always yeah. said he's loved in doves I remember he, when he saw it and I was watching his story I was like fucking hell he is getting his whole life but yeah. 
I don't know if I love an artist enough to go to their reunion tour because I know it's not going to be the show that mm. I want to see. And I've even said, I think one of, again, one of my favorite groups of all time is Tribe Called Quest. I don't think I'd go to a Tribe show, even if Fife was alive. I don't think I would. Wow. They're just old. Like, Jay-Z's run out of <laughs> breath. Have you seen Jay-Z perform? Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. tragic. Or just like 50 Cent of the Super Bowl hanging upside down. Exactly. It shit, this shit just looks painful, bro. <laughs> like, what did Pusha say? Like, um... What's it called? You can't retire. Like, you know, you look at Lil Wayne, like, yeah, yeah. Friday, that's what it looks like. That, that. I'm like, just retire, bro. Like, just retire. <laughs> like, you got the Hang money. Hang up the boots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There we go. Uh, yeah, let's quickly mention the last track. Uh, 22 Carats, Heady One, Gazzo. The best bit of this track was Gazzo. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what he was saying. I think he's lost the streets, man. I think he's lost the streets. It wasn't fun. It, it was not fun to listen it to. Was so I don't even think the, the flow French guy was yeah boring. I just I just don't know why he's like. Joe you know is. It feels like he keeps trying to make up for gang. And it's like stop. Why? Like I feel like ever since that happened, he's just been putting out horrible, horrible, music. Like, like just the most basic and rudimentary music again and again mm. and again and again. Yeah. And it feels like he's just waiting for one to stick, like like a both. Or a charade. Like, I feel like he's just waiting for that one to just... He's just throwing darts at a board at this point. It's like... To this point, it's so bad. I don't even hear people talk about Heady One singles anymore. Before, when Heady One... This is, you worked with fucking Drake. You worked with Future. You mm-hmm. worked with Cash Page. You've worked, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? you worked with a few people. And now people don't give a fuck when you drop. You shouldn't be at that point. You should be at the height of your career right now. Yeah. But because you just pandered to these fucking kids which is pretty much what it is these little kids are oh my gosh music and real that's all i want to hear da, da, da. change i can't handle that it's like what now we're just here now and mm. where can you go even edna to an extent right like yeah it was on a lot of people's top lists like mm. we thought it was a pretty good album that mm-hmm. year yeah it was a good album. um and then yeah just off a cliff like this is like one of the biggest declines i think we've seen if it in, continues in, in recent history if it continues we might have to do an episode we what might the actually fuck might, to Yeah, one. no, honestly, no, it's actually pretty bad because literally yeah. 2020, it wasn't even that long. And Edna came out towards the back end of 2020. Yeah. So we're looking like. Gang mid year. They had the yeah. like Rose Gold single and all mm. that kind of stuff around that time. So, like a year and a half, just under two years, and you've gone this far from Grace. This is actually pretty fucking bad. So, yeah. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, like, he's definitely not S2 anymore. Before, I was like, yeah, he's, he's definitely not up there with the Dave Stormzy's. Nope. No, he's, no, Yeah, he's, he's off that now. Can't take him off. Yeah. Like, in, in regards to the song, yeah, if it's not clear, I don't give a fuck about this song either. Yeah. It was very missable. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, that's kind of it for, for new music this week. Any yeah. other kind of topics, uh, things to hit on? I know there are a couple yeah. of albums and stuff that we didn't get around to mention. Uh, Raven Lene dropped her debut album. Debut. Debut album. Crazy. Crazy. And are we covering that, John? I think we will. When when will we be covering that? Let the audience know. I think we're going to cover it next week. Next week. So go and check that out. It's a big moment for Raven Lene. Um, so yeah, also Spotlight Series number 23. I'll put that out there. Yeah. So yeah, go and check that out. Um we'll have a lot to say about that I'm excited I'm excited I'm to very excited on. so yeah Hypnos if you haven't heard it got you, know, you got, got your boy Smino I know you girls love Smino got Smino there got Fouché that I've been you know hyping up you know mm-hmm. she's gonna take me home with yeah. Ben Sable she, that's a bit cool singer she's also on that Sava album that we spoke about and then we also got Mariva you know all you little hipsters you know black love share butter people you love Mariva go and check it out they're all there <laughs> they're all there go and check that out I think there's any, is there any other features I'm missing out 
Lucky day, you you hipsters, you know, fucking the yeah. internet. You lot love the internet. He's there too. Still, still yeah. possibly my favorite R and B album this year. Yeah, Candy not Drop. Lucky Day. Fucking hell, I keep doing this. Not Lucky Day. Steve Lacey, the okay. best singer okay. on the internet. I keep yeah, doing yeah. that. Fact. Steve Lacey's there. They look guitar boy. You know, he's got a great voice as well. He's better than said. Yeah, I said it. He's there too. Yeah, not Lucky Day. But yeah, good album, Lucky Day though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're all there. Go and check it out. And yeah, we'll see you next week. week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, we had new. There was a new album from Boldy James. Yet to listen to it. Same. It's supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. The EP Mahalia. I need to get to that, that this weekend. Pissed me off actually. I forgot to mention that. I was going to mention that. So we have all these hypes for all these singles. I'm thinking an album, right? We've what? been telling the fans oh. at home there's an album coming, and then yeah. Blue Balls. Do we get a little? What is it? Like a six track EP? Or yeah, it? and half the songs we've heard before. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I think I was meaning to actually message you about this. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? We've been was, hyping yeah. it. We've been hyping it. We've been calling it like yeah. a in the R and B thing last week. Was mm-hmm. it last week? Week before? Yeah, we'll we were like, like, yeah, she's like top tier in terms of like. Yeah, and I was like, in this the UK. is one of my like in terms of R and B releases. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, and it actually, oh no, something it, must have fallen through. I think something's happened. Cause... It must be because that triggered. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, it triggered the shit out of me. And it's called yeah. what's it called? It's actually called Letter to Your Ex. I think it's called. Or is that Letter to Your Next or something? That was one of the tracks, right? Yeah, that's that's the yeah. that's the closer. I think. Yeah. So yeah, so we've heard Letter to Your Ex. We've heard Inter- We've heard three out of the five. Mm. Not six. It's a five song EP. We've heard three of the songs. Fourteen minutes, bro. Yeah. I hope out, this. Yeah. I hope this is just a. Uh, still a prelude. I was so. This is not even like when Georgia Smith dropped um, "Be Right Back." Yeah, this is yeah. worse because "Be Right Back" is he's twenty something. Mm. Like got something from it. This is nothing. We've heard these songs. Yeah, yeah. Pissed. Big, big triggered. Big triggered. Yeah. Sorry about big triggered. <laughs> I am big triggered. I do. Yeah. Whoever made that decision is not a good decision. Yeah, it's not a good decision. Fair. Yeah. Um, we also missed. Uh, I haven't yet listened to it fully. I've heard a few tracks off it. The Lord Apex. Okay. New album. Um, I cannot for the life of me remember the name, but it was very like cartoonish. Okay. In terms of like the album art and reminding me of it of like I guess what MF Doom was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Off the Strength. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a joint album with, between him and Cooking Soul. It's only twenty eight minutes, but yeah, okay, it's cool. good from what I've heard. Cool. Good from what I've heard. Yeah. But yeah, another album review next week. But yes. we're gonna take a very short break. We're gonna you know. Get get ready for the uh, for uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. We'll be back in a second. Cool. See you in a bit. Hello, we are back, and yeah, I don't know if you can sense the excitement <laughs> in the room. It is yeah. it is palpable. Yeah, that's right. We are reviewing Kendrick Lamar's latest studio album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and. I think often when we do our album reviews, we're like, you know, we don't really talk about it before. We like to kind of come to the studio. But this has been really difficult. Yeah, it's been it really has. It's been two very, very long, <laughs> long weeks. Mm. Um, kind of at the beginning, like muting, you know, kind of Twitter, social media, not going on chats, agreeing with other music enthusiasts yeah. not to talk about the album <laughs> until we reviewed it. Um and then getting to the end of these two very long weeks and being like, yeah, you know, it can finally, mm-hmm. finally let it out. Yes. Um, I imagine it's been the same for you. Oh, man. Like, because some album reviews, I won't care to like listen to other opinions or like <clears throat> stuff like that. Or they don't really listen to the artists like that. Or we don't share the same relationship with our artists or, you know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. it don't, it don't really matter. But mm. I think with someone like Kendrick in it, it's just, it's one of those ones. Like yeah. you just have to, everyone's going to be talking about it. There's going to be so much shit flying yep. in your face. Um, 
and there's people who are going to meet it with more conviction than you are and they're going to come with yeah. compelling ideas and you don't want that to warp your experience so it's been really hard i mean i've spoken to about it with people who aren't using enthusiasts who just want to know what i think like oh what do you think and i don't mind having that conversation yes. but yeah. it's good to have that conversation with people who are like on that level with you and they want to really just smash the shit to pieces and really just take it tear mm. it apart mm. it's been so hard like i haven't watched anything i think i've only listened to one or two things but these i mean the people i've listened to aren't gonna say my opinion to be honest but like no no disrespect Tell your shit yeah yeah but no they're not gonna say my opinion but like in terms of people like i hold in high regard yeah. i haven't listened to any of that like i'm mm. coming in blind i'm yeah so it's been hard i haven't done this for a while i haven't done this for i know what album did i did it for last but we'll get to that later but mm-hmm. yeah it's been a while yeah it has it has mm. um and yeah obviously you know we kind of talked about when the heart part five came out yes. um kind of ideas around oh you know it might be kind of mr morale big steppers you know it might be a lot more like soul samples yeah. obviously we had the marvin gay sample for heart part five we were like you know bombarded with the kind of like t-pab era of like socio-political mm-hmm. engagement of like yeah. race uh violence um i guess we we should have possibly got a bit of a we should have maybe picked up a little bit more on how he was engaging with like figures in, in his yeah. community who were, you know, quote unquote, like cancelled yeah. or had kind of behaved in a certain way. Like even like, what was it Jesse? Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Or Juicy Smoothie. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, but yeah. Um, streets got me fucked up. Great line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we probably should have like read into that a little bit more. But yeah, we definitely had preconceptions when the album dropped, being like, you know, it's probably going to be soul, it's going to be this, it's going to be double-sided. What's it going to be? Is it going to be like split personality? Yeah. Um, and then it drops. Uh, the album art, I think, I know we haven't yet talked about it on the podcast, so um, I think my first interpretation was, yeah, you know, he's definitely going to get into the whole like, I'm a, I'm a king, I'm a god, I'm like a, you know, the whole savior complex so. thing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, when, I saw, when I saw the... Um, like the crown of thorns on his head. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're definitely going to get into that. Yeah. We're going to get a bit of a like dual. I know it's a double sided disc. We're going to get like maybe not dual personalities, but we're going to get a transition from one type of Kendrick to another part because he's you know he's wearing like a white t shirt. He's like very kind of like middle aged man dressed. Yeah, like yeah. with the kind of like the slacks. He looks like a father. Belt. Yeah, he looks like a father. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. His wife's there. He's got the two kids, mm. and then he's got a gun in the back, and you're like, I think oh, a lot cool. of people missed that when they first saw the cover. I don't think um, people saw the gun through again. Mm. I think that's intentional, and I don't think a lot of people know that the mm. thorns is a it's an iced out crown of thorns because <laughs> it's not that obvious when you look at the um, cover. It's like yeah. this it looks great, but it's like no, it's fucking jeweled out crown of thorns. That's <laughs> fucked up in a way. It's sick. I like it. I can't lie. I like it. But it's like what the hell? So what's going yeah. on here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. Mm. I think um. When I saw the cover, I was like, I didn't actually know. What, I knew there was going to be some sort of like, not duality of man, but maybe a conflict of, because obviously mm. it's like, you see yourself, I think it's more conflict because you have the crown, but yet you're holding a gun. So it's like, yeah. you're kind of you're coming across like mm. the the savior, but then you still hold the pistol. So it's like, you know, and I think that definitely alludes to some of the themes we see on the album. Yeah, you know? for sure. Mm. Um, and then kind of getting into it. Yeah. Did you listen when you, I guess, when you heard it the first few times through, did you listen like from you know, right from the top all the way down to the yeah, bottom, top to bottom? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many, how many times in a row before you started kind of going into individual tracks and stuff? Um, I think I um, just before while you think, I think I went maybe like four or five, and then yeah. kind of I was like, oh, I didn't really pick up on this song. I didn't really like this song, so I'm going to go back to this, mm-hmm. try and hear a bit more. Yeah, I think that actually happens to be honest. Like mm. 
that that's the beauty of music, right? Some songs gravitate to you, some songs yeah. just don't. I think I listened to it back to front probably three times before I was just like, okay, no, like mm. I know this song's a banger. I know this song's a banger. Um, but then I still listen to it all the way through multiple times after that. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? I went on a long kind of like hike a couple weeks ago. Was a couple weeks ago, now? yeah. And I just kind of like mm. let the album play, right, and just soaked it in. Obviously, there's no one but me, right? So I don't need to take anything else. So. Um, I think that's when the album really started to yeah. take hold for me. I was like, oh yeah. shit, like, okay, song about this and oh, this means that. Like, um, mm. that's, yeah, I think that's when things started to kind of hold. And I think that's when my opinion started to conquer. I was like, okay, cool. So then I could deal with the theme of the whole thing and all that stuff. So yeah. 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 And what we usually do is like, oh, let's just pick a song. Yeah. But there are so many tracks <laughs> yeah. in this album. Um, mm-hmm. And given that it's Kendrick of course mm-hmm. there's a concept of course there's like a a thread running through where mm-hmm. you know you're going to get more and more the more listens you li- you yeah. kind of experience so a lot of people obviously say you know this is his most personal album like yeah. um you I know that's get, a bit of a buzzword though it's a personal, personal album, album yeah you know. <laughs> but it kind of, it, it really is this yeah. one it really um, is yeah kind of get to know more of Kendrick um and so yeah I guess like first question or like first thing to to like as a as a point of departure yeah um like what does the album kind of aim to do and like what does it give us that we didn't necessarily have before okay cool so with kendrick he always <clears throat> kind of gives a name to his albums mm-hmm. so good kid massey was a film yeah um to pin was a poem dan was a satire so I was thinking, okay, what's this? Like, there's, there's always something. And I think he's kept this theme because obviously when he did the teaser, he had the two discs and he had a book. I was like, okay, cool. So I didn't think, I don't know why people keep miss, kept missing out that part. I was like, that's the most important part. Not, oh, morale and step. I think people are looking at albums two separate, al- it's not two separate albums. Mm. It's one whole thing. I was like, okay, is it a story? I was like, okay, maybe it's a story. And it, I think it could be, but is it a play? Mm. One of the two. I think it's definitely one of those two. Because obviously you could, a play can be in book format. It's either yeah. it's either a story, like an actual story, not a, like a concept, but an actual story. Like a novel, sorry. It's either a novel or it's a play. Yeah. I think I see it as a play. Okay. To be honest. And I think that's more just how maybe some of the production and how some characters are inserted and then exerted and stuff like that. So that's kind of the theme I've kind of gone for for this one. Um, I think what he's trying what's he trying to say I think it's always hard to Kendrick I think it's the hardest one because this motherfucker has done no promo like nothing 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 N95 was from like two years ago yeah right so he's done fuck all so so I think out of all the albums he's done this is the hardest one because he hasn't said anything about it and we don't know Mm -hmm. if he will and I get why he hasn't to be honest but I think what he's trying to say and, and another thing that people I don't know why they're not picking this up I, I'm not saying it to like, be condescending, but I think people think the Mr. Morale part comes first and the big Steffers part comes second. Whereas I like, know the Steffers part is definitely first and then the morale yeah. part is second. Yeah. But I think I think because people are looking at it like it needs to be something linear and it needs to kind of... Yeah. No, I think the, the story is called, or the play is called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah. Not, oh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It's not that. I think it's just, that's just the title of the whatever the thing he's trying to say. Uh-huh. So I think he's going through a thing where he's struggling with <clears> all these feelings of this is why I am who I am, you know. Um, this is why I kind of um, deal with things in this manner, you yeah, know. Yeah. I grieve different, right? This yeah. is why I've cheered. This is why I buy jewelry. This is why um, 
I can't talk to my cousin anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he's going through this process of therapy and understanding or kind of get rid of these things that he thought made him who he is, but he actually doesn't need it. And he's he's spoken about this on the heart part five with the culture, right? And I think he's seeing these things like, this is my culture. And then he's getting to a point where it's actually, no, this is just, this is just trauma. This -hmm. is not culture. This is trauma. yeah, Yeah. And then he's going through, the process of understanding healing, which is, I think, what the second part of the yeah. album is trying to yeah. do with Mr. Morale, right? Yeah. And um, he gets to a point of, like, a understanding and enlightenment, which is where you mm. get to one of the title tracks. And it's like, okay, cool, no, I get it. Like, it's, it's this. And then he tries to make sense of all of it near the, near the end and be like, okay, cool, I've, I've let go of yeah. me not being perfect, me not always having it figured <clears> out. Um I kind of see why I've kind of dealt with things in the in this way in the past because of yeah. history in my family. Yeah. Now I've dealt with this. I'm trying to do the same for my family. And you guys, you the fans, sorry, but I don't really give a fuck about you guys anymore. Like, this, I just need to kind of understand this for me. So that's kind of how I yeah. took it. I know that's quite long-winded, but yeah, yeah that's how I saw I definitely it. agree mm-hmm. in terms of like, yeah, I don't know whether it's, you know, <laughs> novel, like novella, like short yeah. novel, or if yeah. it's a play. Mm-hmm. But I definitely... See, you know, the most obvious aspect, right? There's a narrator mm-hmm. and he's kind of, you know, it's been like a massive therapy session. Everyone said that immediately mm. when they listened yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And the more you listen to it, the more you see um, that it is, but it's not, like you said, it's not linear. There are tracks where he's kind of going back to childhood really early mm-hmm. on, like you have father time. Mm-hmm. And then he's kind of talking for a while just about adulthood and his adult relationships. And then he suddenly goes back to childhood again. So... I think that obviously is what happens when you when you go to therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing's <laughs> First thing you go back like, to is that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I picked up mainly on, I think the the thing I focused on most was the like, the therapy aspect of it and looking at the track listing and, and seeing the progress of like, this is what happens when you start going to therapy. Um, it, everything's external first three tracks are like his you know think piece of like this is the world's fucked this these are all the issues yeah and then gradually and gradually he starts like like responding to i read somewhere this like line i'm just gonna use it it's not my line someone wrote it they said something like um like whitney's assignment right of like and i I kind of noted it when i listened Mm. saying like um tell them tell them yeah and she's cut off yeah that's that's such a good part yeah so it's like a obviously she you know she's you could see it as a play and she's kind of narrating bring him in she talks before he does mm-hmm. on the album um and she's like gives him assignment of like um tell them why you are the way you are yeah and then exactly, he's like yeah. fuck that and then for three tracks he goes off and he's like mm-hmm. the world's fucked i did this cancel culture mm-hmm. um and talks about all these kind of ex- mm. existential issues. And then finally he starts bringing it back home. Mm. And then by the end, uh, especially like the final two tracks, he's like, cool, li- I'm literally in front of a mirror. Mm. I'm talking about childhood trauma. I'm understanding that I need to kind of break this. Mm. People fucking love this buzzword, generational <laughs> yeah. trauma. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I saw it as like a, felt like we we're getting a bit of an insight into, yeah, kind of how therapy works, how you just kind of like, go off on a tangent here for a track how it was almost like we're in a therapy room with him and his wife and they're just like arguing for a whole track and then he mm. decides that oh you know sorry i love you mm. and then he goes off on another tangent and then you know mm. kind of like pressure points are pushed and he yeah. goes off in different directions and then kind of like brings it back um 
But yeah, that's to say, in a kind of long-winded fashion, I think the album is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that. Cool. Going straight into it. So do you think it's a play or novel? Or you're just just stuck between the two? I'm stuck between the two. I'm not sure. I think... I think uh, I'm leaning towards play mm-hmm. the more I think about it yeah. because of the like the, the long exchanges in dialogue yes. of like especially you know We Cry Together or um, having that like kind of almost like omniscient narrator mm-hmm. his wife like watching over mm-hmm. um, but then you know like chapter 10 and all this yeah. kind of stuff you're like is it is it just a short book but even like the little insertions of like Kodak Black mm. and you can just imagine mm. him standing like center stage by himself talking yes. and then yes. someone walks off and you kind of get, it kind of feels like, it's same with Baby Keen. They mm. both kind of do the yeah. same thing where they kind of set the stage of what's to happen, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, no, um, no, I understand that. So you talk, said the album's amazing. How do I feel about this album? I think this is my favorite album since Simbi, I think. Since Simbi. Since cool. Simbi. Yeah. And obviously, I said that, I said that very carefully. But yeah, favorite mm. album since Simbi. Um, I think it was such a mix of emotions going through this. I think when I first heard it, I was like, "Man, this is different. What the fuck?" And obviously, we're going to talk about the production. But I was like, "Damn, I don't know if I fuck with this." And then, um, because I think one message I did see when I woke up that I tried to ignore was someone said like the first album was like a snooze fest for the second album, the second half. Oh, like, I hate that narrative. Yeah, someone I hate said the second half so was like no skips. It was amazing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. but when I heard the first half, I was like, no, I actually. This is okay, but I just yeah. thought it was weird. I thought it was quite understated. Yeah. Um, the more I listened to it, the more I got used to the production, because Kendrick's always going to give you something different. He's never going to make the same album twice, production-wise mm. or topic-wise, for the most part. Yeah. So I think this album is so good on so many fronts, and it's it's annoying where the parts I feel where it lacks are not rookie errors, but things that it's so fixable. Like yeah, it's so yeah. fixable. It's like the the worst parts of the album aren't even things that I think, oh, Kendrick can't do this or Kendrick hasn't done this. Yeah. It's that's the part that really frustrates me. But the parts that are good are so good. I don't even think people give him credit for it because I think we're just so used to Kendrick being at this level. Mm-hmm. When he does a song like We Cry Together, we're just gonna act like, yeah, anyone can do that fucking type. No yeah. one, no one can, no one right now can do a song like that. No, no one. That's and, why the yeah. fact that when you mentioned that song, yeah. they're like, okay, we literally have two cultural references for this. We have yeah. Eminem mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have the two part Janet Jackson film. Yeah. Which then obviously, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick Lamar had a song named after it mm-hmm. with Janet Jackson yeah. on Good Kid Mad City. Mm-hmm. He's like Okay, like that's happened twice, like in, <laughs> you know I mean? in this cultural space. Yeah, like, so it's stuff like that. I said this when we talked talk about the Heart Part 5, where I said, the thing about Kendrick is that he's so far ahead of the competition, he makes second place just look like a galaxy away. I think it's definitely shortened since 2017. I've 20, I think 2016, 2015, 2017 was his absolute peak. I think there was just no contest. But I think now you've got people who are closer, where you've got people like, yeah, Denzel Curry can, can hang. Sims is releasing great music. Yeah, like you got people who can hang, right? Mm. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to who can make songs, mm-hmm. Kendrick is still that motherfucker. Like, he's still, I think he's still, I think <laughs> despite this album's kind of um, drawbacks, I still think he's operating at the level that I want, I expect him to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's really good. And I think at, at this point in your career, I think people just want him to, and I think he's addressed this, right? I think people need to get out this whole thing of, He's gonna blow my mind every time. He's just gonna shatter mm-hmm. my expectations. 
I mean, come on, he's one guy. Like, do you know what I mean? He's one guy. And I don't, I don't think anyone who is genuinely a fan of music, not a fan of hearing themselves talk and say, oh, see, I told you he was the best. People who are actually just a fan of the music. Yeah. I think they don't really care about that. They don't really care. Oh, if he drops this, then he's the best of all. Mm-hmm. No one really cares. You know what I'm saying? You don't care if you just get, like, for example, like, Rhapsody can drop another five albums are the same level as Layla's Wisdom and Eve. She's still great. I don't care if any <clears throat> best of this, you just care to listen yeah, to more yeah. Rhapsody. So that conversation, I think, has warped so many opinions about this album because if, if this was just, and I, what I try to do with every artist is, let's say I'd never heard this artist before and this is the first time I've heard them, would I like this album? And you've got to keep that in mind because if it's a more thing, if you're jaded to brilliance, I get that, that happens, but you can't just be like, it's not brilliant. So yeah, yeah. I think this album is really <clears throat> strong. Agreed. Um, I don't know if it will be my favorite this year, but it's definitely up there as my favorite okay. so far. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, that and a couple others. I think it, yeah, it's definitely one of the best albums this year. I mean, there's no question about that. No yeah. question about yeah. that. So yeah, that's how I feel at the moment. Yeah, I think um, before we get into some mm. you know specific yeah. themes, uh, <clears throat> I think it is. I think I may be more mm. positive about it than you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Initially, I was like, "This is fucking phenomenal." Yeah. The first, the <laughs> yeah. first time I heard it, which mm-hmm. is maybe a little bit different to your experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, "This is, this is the shit." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the more times I listened to it, I was like, "Ah!" Oh. The first time I listened to it, there was only one track that I was like, mm. "And that was Let's start Die down. Hard." Really? Fuck! That was the first song I didn't like. Damn! Yeah. Is, is you still feel that way? No. Okay, cool. I was going to say, damn, man. Yeah. That was the first track I listened to. I think it was because I was, I was so, I'd taken such care to like create this environment where I was like, cool, it's just me and the music now for the next Mm -hmm. 70, 80 minutes. And then that came on. I was like, it feels like, it's because it was like a melodic track and Mm -hmm. obviously get a few Mm -hmm. kind of choruses here, which, um, I guess we haven't really been as used to Mm -hmm. since, maybe Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. No, of like fair. the traditional um, kind of like song structure, like melodies. Um, I was like, ah, oh, I'm not really sure about this one. Um, because we'd had those first three like super off kilter tracks, um, yeah. kind of very, we talk, we talk about it being maybe a, a play or something like mm-hmm. very theatrical, mm-hmm. um, like two, three part songs mm-hmm. where there's like massive like instrumental shifts. Mm-hmm. And with those like flow switches up as well, mm-hmm. as well. Um, so this was like, oh, it just feels a bit like meh. But then, but then, yeah, like no, second, you know third, fourth, fifth lesson. I, I get like, that because I think even though we make a mm-hmm. joke about songs for the women, Kendrick has always been a what's it called? What is it? What's the word? He's always been a not victim. What's the opposite? He's always done that basically. Perpetrator. He's always he's been the biggest. I mean, he's always done it. Poetic justice. These wars loyalty even love to a degree mm-hmm. like he's always had that he's always been that guy yep. he's just good at doing it but i think in terms of this is probably my favorite singing kendrick song since these walls yeah because i didn't like love everyone knows that don't really care for loyalty like that i like mm-hmm. rihanna's rapping a little bit but i think this is probably the best one it's really yeah. i think i agree because you come come off united in grief yeah. n95 worldwide steppers Different production for Kendrick. I know some people say he was playing it safe. I don't think so at all. At all. I think some of the, I think some of the production is so complex here. Like, really hard to kind of... Especially when you first hear it, it's like, 
where are you even super, going with this motherfucker? Like super you know, complex. Yeah, like you know, um, <laughs> you know that meme where I don't know if you've seen where um Tiana Taylor's husband, Imam Shumpert, where he's talking yeah. about Kobe back in the day when he's like, yeah. throw it off the glass, then throw it the ball. <laughs> like, what, what is you on? Like that's what I felt when I heard like the first three songs. Like, what are you on? Like, where's yeah. this coming from? Yeah. So when you go to Die Hard, it's like damn, this is super mm. clean, proper R&B cut. You even got Blast, one of the cleanest, yeah. like, playing it safe from R&B singers out right now. But I think it goes down well. I think it, I, really, I do think it goes down mm. well. So, yeah. And I, definitely, I every song has a place in this in this album for me. Mm-hmm. I think that one certainly does as a, like I said earlier, mm. first three, three tracks, obviously, mm-hmm. um, Kendra just kind of like, <coughs> excuse me, just going off on, yeah. you know, kind of in my truth, just mm-hmm. like, yeah telling telling it how he feels so let's maybe get to a couple of those tracks um instrumentally like you like you mentioned i think the album is super and i'm gonna say underrated because not many Mm -hmm. people are giving yeah particularly in the um i've read like maybe one or two reviews today i was just like you know i need i need to treat myself Mm -hmm. they're not giving the instrumental the the kind of um the flowers should we say that it gets like when i heard this for the first time i was like fucking hell like Kendrick Lamar, like maybe we're expecting like soul or maybe we're expecting more jazz, but like the guy is keeping it modern, but you're not going to hear an album like this at all. Yeah. Like who is making like, I think the closest are relation. worldwide steppers. Like yeah. what the hell is that? I think the closest relation, and obviously it's obvious when I say it, it's probably baby Keem, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's gone with a whole different kind of like, cause you know, when Kendrick, when Kendrick goes into an album, he has like three or four producers. He's like, you guys are my yeah. we're riding with yeah, this album yeah. right and obviously Soundwave's always going to be there but obviously mm-hmm. you know, to Butterfly it was like who was it like Terrence Martin was a huge yeah. part of that yeah. you know what I mean um, but this time he's gone with Beach Noise never heard of them before mm. but I know they did do a couple songs on yeah. the Melodic Blue so yeah. I was like okay cool so obviously the baby, I think everyone was everyone is not surprised by the Baby Keem influence that mm-hmm. was going to be on this album that was always going to happen but Beach Noise whoever the fuck they are they've done a, I think they've done like half the fucking album like not yeah, a lot yeah it's beach noise dj dahi soundwave that's the majority of the album and then this guy called beckon i think he's a td producer right, right so um yeah that's that's the that's the bulk of it and obviously kendra i think it's his first time doing production hmm. um on his any of his albums i don't think he's yeah. ever done it um so that's also interesting so i think he's gone with i don't know why people acting like oh yeah we've heard this before i think n95 yeah it sounds like a bit of damn but apart from that i don't think we've heard Kendrick in this way for better or for worse I think some songs are like proper understated minimal it's like I don't mm. really expect Kendrick to do that there's yeah. some songs where the beat is just switching <coughs> it's just it feels like you're putting two production pieces mm. together and it's like what the fuck like yeah. So yeah like you said worldwide steppers united in grief yeah mm. I think yeah I think people need to give more credit for that I don't think it's especially in terms of rhyming over these beats that's the part everyone misses you gotta rhyme over these beats at the end of the day you're just hearing someone do it but imagine someone gave you that beat and said rhyme over that super like yeah. dissonant like you had on um, <laughs> e- even on a track mm. which you know we were saying maybe more of an R&B kind mm. like Die Hard mm. like super kind of interesting mm. instrumentation like the cowbell was like super mm-hmm. kind of like syncopated rhythms and he, he like he could just rap over anything yeah Really suit, can suit like so incredible. Um, so no, let's start for the <clears> intro, <throat> right? So obviously we have to talk about the intro. So mm. moment I heard it and I heard one thousand eight hundred fifty five yeah. days, I was like, that has to be since when Dan dropped. I paused. Yeah, yeah, it. I was of course like, it is. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. It's like I'm going through something, and I'm um, I didn't know it was Whitney, but I thought 
Because it first sounded like no name a little bit. I was like, no, he wouldn't do that. That's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And then I saw, I was like, oh, Whitney Arthur. It's like, perfect. He's like, tell tell them you I was like, oh. Yeah. And he said, be afraid. I was like, yes, like, we're going to get some shit. Like I said it before, like, I feel yeah. like he's going to say stuff that people don't like on this album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're definitely going to get into that. But yeah, when he kind of starts, I thought, okay, the beat is mad minimal. Okay, this is okay. And then it starts progressing and it keeps getting bigger. Two or bigger. three beat switches. The one yeah. I did not feel mm. too comfortable with was when them random like strings came in. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, on yeah, I'm on edge. I'm not sure what's happening It gets here. more like, like not yeah. eerie as the yeah. as each kind of um chorus goes on. Yeah. Like the last I Grieve Different is like proper like scary. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? And even just saying the word I Grieve Different because mm. it's kind of flipping the whole thing where, you know, where... For example, JC would be like, oh, I, um, I brag different. It's more like yeah. a thing like, oh yeah, I yeah. flex different. Which I know I grieve different. It's kind of like an oxymoron. Like, what the fuck? And yeah. he's talking about, very openly, about this woman he's met in Chicago. So he's been cheating and um, hmm. talking about all the ways he deals with, maybe the grief of, you know, survivor's guilt or grief of losing loved ones <laughs> and being who you are and stuff like that. I thought, yeah. And then the first time I heard it, I was like, I like it. When I heard it again, I was like, I love this song yeah. this is yeah. this is one of the best intros Kendrick has done since T-Pop I think it's an, yeah, yeah. it's an amazing ben intro DNA, by far don't even don't come to me yeah. this is one yeah. of the best intros yeah so for think, sure man? yeah amazing I think it was nice to see already mm. you already see, saw the mm. kind of like Baby Keem style like ad-libs already yeah. going on like mm-hmm. the ad-lib game on here is, is pretty good it is pretty album. good yeah um, but yeah I like the instrumentation until that final I still don't know if I can get <laughs> behind the strings bit but mm. had like cellos mm. he had like the piano drums like so much going on on this track mm. um and yeah like you're saying super minimal um yeah and then it goes into n95 which is crazy it's crazy one of the craziest versions of kendrick i think i've seen in a while <laughs> i mean obviously it's been five years mm. but um you ugly as fuck yeah like crazy <laughs> like this yeah. is crazy kendrick like just mm. the delivery so many different cadences um mm-hmm. just him going off being a boom like what the fuck is cancel culture yeah, yeah. um and like yeah oh just, i thought it was amazing i think the final th- final third where he's like um going into that i think it's like, is it like a bit of a higher pitch delivery yeah. he's like doing the like shh, shh yeah type thing yeah oh it's amazing yeah it's interesting to see how his like actually like his rapping skills have just gotten better yeah is in like He's a complete rapper in that sense. Like, and again, nothing I said. Like, he just he's comfortable mm-hmm. with any sort of task yeah. you throw around. And he yeah. just and again, this N95 has like three different flows. Mm. And um, did you notice it samples Family Ties a little bit? Mm. But I was like, that's kind of funny. Like, you know I mean? it's such a random thing. Like, um, I didn't really understand the music video. I know I normally don't mention it, but when it, but even says it in the song, we keep saying this shit hard. This shit. it's like yeah. it's kind of trying to affirm itself. Mm. It's sick. Rather yeah. than it being sick by itself. I thought that was kind of weird and funny. Maybe we'll explain that again. But yeah, I thought it was quite funny. But I did I did get a little bit worried when I saw the title. Because obviously, N95 Mars, I was like, oh, is yeah. it going to be some like Dr. Sevi shit? But luckily, it wasn't. It was just a metaphor. Yeah. It's just a metaphor. So yeah. I for the people been, at home, a metaphor for... <laughs> you know, taking like taking the mask yeah. off, right? Like yeah. kind of like, you know, take off all these like materialistic, superficial shit. Who are you really? Yeah. I think... <laughs> I think what I think, yeah, I think it goes to show we are on the big stepper side, right? Yeah. Or things where it's like that's not normally what you want to hear. Like you know, take off yeah. all this stuff that you want to say. Oh, you're, you're still a person. Yeah. You still love. But no, I was like, no, nah, you're ugly as fuck. Like what the yeah. hell? Yeah. And he's like, too. Felt really, yeah. yeah, felt really 
kind of attacking and like yes the bar where he's like you entertain the mediocre need to stop it you entertain old friends when mm-hmm. they're toxic mm-hmm. what's your life like bullshit and gossip yeah it's like I mean, serious yeah it's true but yeah, yeah. It just kind of, yeah and i i mean i know some of my things a bit preachy but no i think i think either way it's a banger it's mm. funny um it's also kind of true it's kind of, it kind of touches on things in a joking way but i think it's yeah still very much relevant mm. yeah I, I i like it i like yeah. it very much so for sure. And um, you also mentioned Worldwide Steppers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like yeah. those three definitely come together. Oh, yeah, as in, for like, sure. They're super grouped together. Um, again, flows all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, kind of like, was it synthy kind of like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, used the word before, was it like sinister? Mm-hmm. Like, so sinister yeah. and uncomfortable. And it's like such a short little, like, repeated um, yeah. thing. It feels like you're in some kind of, like, vacuum. Yes. In some kind of like purgatory where you're like just standing there. Um, you could imagine, I don't know, you could probably imagine like being in a theatre listening to this and just it being mm. super uncomfortable. You're like, what the hell is going on? Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I guess this is maybe this, like we were saying with the first, the first three tracks are like you're in therapy mm. and you're just like blaming everything else. Yeah. Um, and he's, but he's obviously also going back to childhood um, and has maybe the most. One of the most controversial lines on here, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you say this. No, no, it's not controversial to me. It's one of the funniest. When it's I heard in, maybe it not controversial, time, but like yeah. it was one of the most notable lines. Yeah. People like when I heard it, point. I literally laughed out loud. I was mm. like, mm. "What?" When he said them, um, um, what's the sciatica nerve pinch? I don't know how to feel. Like the first time I fucked a white bitch. <laughs> pause. Pause. Yeah. Into the next verse. Literally, and I thought. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, that's a funny line. That's funny. Yeah. And I did not expect a whole other verse about him going into detail about his yeah. first, like, white girl escapades. I was like, what mm. the fuck is this? It yeah. was so funny. And I'm still, to be honest, to, uh, as much as I love this song, it's one of my favourite songs this album, I still don't know why he gave that verse of fucking the white woman. The, everything else makes sense to me because he's basically saying, like, mm. he's basically trying to justify him being who he is, saying that we all kill people, mm. we're all kind of guilty mm. of things, right? Saying, yeah. um... So he's can point out how we're all killers, you know, men killing women's confidence, you know, mm-hmm. media killing the consciousness, jealous people killing accomplishments, yeah. uh, you know, cancel culture killing freedom of speech. Um, him, even in the most like hotep ways um, possible saying, oh yeah, you know, we were killers because we served, you know, food that causes high blood pressure at, yeah, the, yeah. at the, I think toy drive he did like a year ago mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. And there's some truth to it, yes, but... Um, I think that, I think it's 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 a it's a it's an interesting a little uh, contrived maybe yeah it's a little contrived but mm. I think it's an interesting way to look at things but I think the song by itself is so funny and engaging enough I don't even care yeah. it's yeah. just so funny it's just that yeah. deadpan like yeah super and it's also a big delivery. pause yeah and a just, pause and then he's like mm. no I'm gonna repeat that yeah like, <laughs> fuck me yeah it's crazy yeah no, it's, also, it's the shock value of like mm. I'm gonna keep saying this like therapy like he's, he's mm. gonna come out with some absolute stories yeah like of course he's going to talk about this Mm -hmm. um and then i think that's maybe the first reference in the album to like something of like generations and like Mm. uh she paid for her daddy's sins yeah like he was a sheriff (laughs) and he like locked up one of his uncles Mm -hmm. um and that's like definitely an ongoing theme in the album of like you know trauma inherited blah Mm. blah blah like we talked about this in um the descendants of cain yes one um I'm just gonna hold off on my my uh, <laughs> generational trauma research, um, but yeah, I thought this this was pro- maybe like the craziest or like most maybe unconventional yeah song instrumental and like 
Kendrick flows was just yeah. But in a weird way, it reminded me so much of Good Kid, Mad City. I don't know why mm. though, but it just kind of gave me that feeling like it would fit there. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's so it's such a very the beat doesn't do much. Like I think I made a joke where I said it sounds like when you flex your ears repeatedly. Yeah, it does give me that feeling. I'm like, just thinking yeah. like the mm. the kind of like the ooh, like you know that yeah, reminding me of um. Shireen Master Splinter yes. that way he's yeah. like driving along mm-hmm. yeah yes. reminds me of that and what was so funny when you have the beat change and you know that I don't know if you've seen that video yeah of that guy that crashes the barbecue and he's like what the fuck like, there's a, <laughs> and he uses that sample every time he says something so wild he's like yeah. what the fuck like he's, he's like he's even he's like he's so self aware he's like mm. what the mm. fuck you just said that like what yeah. <laughs> I thought that yeah. sample was so funny so yeah no yeah even the little, like, there's so many little things going on in this mm. song. They're not overbearing production-wise, but it moves it along. Like, mm. those little ooze come after he says, um, he fucked a white bitch. And you say, yeah. like, oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, those little touches, I really appreciate that. But yeah, yeah no, definitely one of my favourite songs on the album, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just so we switch up and we mm-hmm. don't go, you know, track, track by track yeah. all the way through. Um, let's kind of look at, we, we mentioned the kind of um, N95 he's talking mm-hmm. about, like, you know, what the fuck is mm. cancer culture with this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, a, a good portion of this album deals with kind of like current issues, mm. you know, the kind of socio-cultural landscape, which has in the last five years changed a huge amount. Yes. It's very um, yeah. Things have shifted in all sorts of directions. Um, and he's been away and he's come back and like, you know, what the hell is going on? Like, mm. um, So yeah, we could maybe look at a couple of um, tracks. We obviously mentioned N95, I think maybe we should go... I think before the tracks, the people, right? I mean, yeah. one of the most contentious yes. features yes. on this album was uh, Kodak Black. I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Um, I know some people... I know there's rumours I, I never heard any, but um, yeah, I didn't know he was going to be in this album. He's in a few places on this album. He's at the end. He's yeah. at um, Worldwide Steppers. He's obviously... Um, he has his own Rich interview. Interlude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's on Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's on four spots on this album. So like, what? Well, that's like what? of quarter of the album yeah. so quite, quite a significant portion so I think the story was he kind of went straight from out of prison to Kendrick's studio and they made a couple of songs together yeah. you know it is do you have a problem with it? I don't know if it's I mean a lot of people compared mm-hmm. it to like you know Marilyn Manson yeah. being on um mm-hmm. on Donda yes. and like DaBaby DaBaby less to a lesser extent because mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I guess you know when we think of like morality like what is the worst types of crimes generally we talk about yeah. like like sexual abuse or like sexual assault rape things like that um, and obviously with the baby it was an underage person yeah. isn't it so with that you're like well, what like what are you yeah. doing Kendrick mm-hmm. like don't you know I mean call that mean not the baby so the baby yeah sorry sorry yeah. Um, so you're like you know Kendrick what are you doing like don't don't be pulled into that like yeah um yeah, that kind of like boomery, like, well, I'm just going to do it anyway. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not too hot on his inclusion mm. based on, on, yeah, on, on his crimes. I'm not yeah. sure that, and I will also say it from the point of view of like, maybe what did he add to it that we wouldn't have got if he wasn't there or that we might've got if a different rapper was on it. Yeah, um, that's fair. Cause I'm not, I've listened to it so many times and I've tried to think about mm. without reading anything, anyone else's opinion mm. on why he's there. And maybe I'm, you know, missing something quite key, but I don't know what 
he brought to it that, that yeah that was like so integral to this album and i think that's fair to say because even me i think i liked his i think it was a character right hmm. i think yeah, um, yeah and i think how who he is outside of some of the stuff he's done i think it maybe kendrick kind of resonates with that also he clearly does because hmm. he wouldn't have one yeah album. but i think um i think it's more that like oh like his story kind of fits what i'm trying to say hmm. like here's here's why i'm the way i am like you know shit you know we, um yeah we're kicking in doors you know what's it called we came from poverty and yeah. all that stuff so i think there's that could you go another rapper to do it fair enough but it's his choice, right? Mm. And I'll say this, and I know someone out there is going to be upset, but it is the Vinyl Collective. We wouldn't be the Vinyl Collective if we didn't do this. So I think it's all well and good. I 100% agree. You know, people who are done heinous shit in the world should kind of face the consequences of their actions. As yeah. far as I know, I think he has been charged and he's mm. been, you know, he's, he's got, he's been given some sort of um, reprimand for his crimes. Sure. Cool. Fair enough. Whatever you want to think is fair or not, that's, yeah. again, that's a whole different topic. I do think there's two things. One, and I don't think this is the case. If something's alleged, hmm. even if we all think it's true, yeah. you cannot act on that in a legal sense. There's sorry, there's nothing there's not much you, maybe as a hmm. business you can be like, you know what? I think you're a bit creepy. I don't yeah. want to work with you. That's fair. But you can't just hmm. be like, we will cut off your livelihood because you definitely you have to legally prove yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that's been the case. He's, you know, he's done his time, whatever. That's one. So in in that respect, I hundred percent get what people are saying. Yeah. However, did he not have a single this year that was fucking doing mad numbers one? So it's like, you're not going to tell me there's like a completely separate Venn diagram between mm. Kodak Black fans and Kendrick fans because Kodak Black is even one of those rappers that even the conscious guys like, like, oh yeah, he's all right. So that's one. Mm. And two, I am sorry. Rap is one of the last places, the last places where you want to have a moral compass. I'm sorry. Is, is this not fucking rap where people talk about killing people, selling drugs, mm. all that yeah. stuff? Like, you know, destroying to, communities. To play, <laughs> like, to play, to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, I think what you're saying, mm. yes, he serves a purpose on here mm. as a character mm-hmm. and a kind of, um, mm-hmm. maybe a bit of like a muse. Yes. As, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it would it it could have been possible that he picked someone who actually maybe showed remorse and mm. kind of mirrored Kendrick's journey because Kendrick is in this album trying to atone, trying to um, explore why. Mm. And sure, maybe Kodak fits the character for the first couple of songs, but the fact that he's on the tracks right at the end mm. feels maybe a bit kind of um, what's the word like cognitive dissonance. You're like why. Mm. I can't really see why when Kendrick's kind of coming around to the idea that he needs to do this and this, he needs to cut the generational curse. He needs to understand his trauma. He needs to atone for his sins. Mm. And we've still got like Kodak Black on there. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. I even agree with you. Yeah, I think how he's inserted, 100% agree. I think him being inserted, that's Mm. the part that's like, come on, bros. Like, come come on. Like Mm. again, it is rap. We have... I mean, Dr. Dre did the Super Bowl. I didn't see many people saying, oh, but but he abused his wife. He did, apparently, yeah. Mm, apparently did, that happened. Yeah, apparently. but like, yeah. do you know what I mean? We just say, you know what? Yeah. That's other business. We'll talk about the music. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I am not a lawyer. I am not judging, <laughs> I'm not judging you in execution. I'm not saying, mm. again, I can have my own opinions about who I listen to and stuff like that. I'm not going to now enforce on other people. Like, I can be like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to, again, mm. I am fucking listen to Donna. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. That's, uh, mm. We'll save that for politics yeah. as usual part three. Yeah, can you yeah. separate off from the artist? We've already done yeah, it. Yeah, we have, but like, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, you yeah. can't, but you definitely have a, your own yeah. choice, right? So yeah. that's fine. But 
I think his insertion was a bit weird. Like I said, I think I agreed. I don't know why he was at the end where he's like, I choose me. And I don't, yeah. don't really don't really get that. Yeah. Um but let's let's move on. So you said let's talk about move moving on from Coda Black. The his interlude and Silent Hill. We'll do know the two package. So what yep. do you think of his little spoken word on um Rich Interlude? I'm trying to find my notes for this one. Do you want to kick us off and then I'll get into it? I thought it was good. I can't yeah. lie. I thought it was good. I thought, that's probably one of my favourite Kodak insertions this album. Mm. I think this out of Silent Hill, I like this more. Because, um, and I liked how the piano's kind of built up and it it kind of felt like we were, like, you know, when, um again, like a theatre, when you're trying to set the scene and then the lights mm. come on and you see a new stage, like, kind yeah, of felt yeah. like yeah. that. Like, we do with Kendrick. We do with yeah. Legend. Yeah. I, I do like that, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't lie. So, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, Imagining yeah. it as like a theatre piece, I think yeah. does help a little bit more mm-hmm. because you see it less as, um, yeah, less as like two kind of like equal performers Yeah, on the stage. You're mm-hmm. like, you know, Kendrick, like you were saying, you can imagine like he comes on the stage, does a little performance, mm-hmm. leaves, and then the main artist comes on. Exactly. So I can understand it a little bit more in that sense. And it does mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, like on this, it does kind of work. It makes, little, it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah no, what do you think of, yeah. So I thought that, I think... Silent Hill, I know a lot of people, mm. a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, the chemistry is great. The song's good. For me, mm. I think Kendrick was quite lackluster on that, actually, yeah. to be fair. Um, and I mean, this is kind of my problem with this mm. album. I think lyrically, this album is incredible. Sound, perfect. Mm. I love almost everything. Almost everything he's talking about, I'm like, I fuck with. His delivery sometimes, I'm like, I don't know if that's the delivery I'll go for. Like, some, like there's so many songs where he's just going with this low like mm-hmm. understated delivery. Yeah. And I, sometimes it works like Mother I Sober and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and, and Auntie Diaries. But sometimes like, no, I need a bit more, not quite my tempo, you know, word to the whiplash film. But yeah, that not, was but, yeah. Silent Hill I for think that's Silent Hill for me. I think the, the chorus is funny, mm. you know, for you niggas on me, like, hmm. like it's funny, <laughs> but like, I think the the, yeah. the two verses, like, come on, I think Kodak actually showed a yeah. better performance. And the that. bridge similar when he's like, uh, Head up, up, chest out, up. silence, I'm stressed like, out. Be quiet, yeah, I'm stressed yeah. out. Yeah, I kind of get it, but... Mm. It's catchy. I'm yeah, it's lie. catchy, yeah. definitely. Um, I like the beat on this a lot, though. It is silent good, yeah, the, little, the little silent sick. pistols, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's, like, the strings on it are mm. really subtle. Um, mm-hmm. I think the beat switch, again, is is pretty, pretty great. Um, but yeah, I kind of mentioned... Um, when we're talking mm-hmm. about 95 and we've obviously talked about Color Black, like mm-hmm. all that kind of like social, like, mm-hmm. you know, is it right? Is it wrong? Like what's the kind of yeah. um, consensus on this? So let's mention, could it get into Auntie Diaries? Okay. While yeah. we're on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a great track. We'll get mm-hmm. to the kind of more contentious mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will start by saying, um, I think, yeah, we'll we'll get to we'll get to what people were thinking, but as a overall feeling, I think people need to understand and appreciate what a moment this song actually is. Yes, and what a giant giant leap forward this song is for Kendrick, obviously personally, mm-hmm. for the genre as a whole, mm-hmm. and for the culture surrounding the genre. Yeah, it's a massive moment that a an artist at the peak of his game at the peak of mm. the genre yes. is making a song on his album dedicated to him realizing he's been homophobic he's been transphobic like the regular guy on the street is probably 
still a little bit of both yeah, of those things. That's absolutely true. And the yeah. the guy has dedicated a song, like you're saying, in a genre that is so historically transphobic, homophobic, sexist, like all of the things you can think of. Um, the guy's dedicated an entire song. I think the narrative on here is incredible. I mm-hmm. think uh, the self awareness. I think the um, it's just very well intentioned. I think mm. the timing delivery is amazing. We said, um, like on uh, Worldwide Steppers, where he, you know he drops that crazy line and then he just pauses. Mm. Like his delivery is just impeccable on here, um, and I think it's just well intentioned is is the word for it. And I think mm. we need to recognize what a, like a monumental moment this is in mm. in in music. Yeah, I think. Um, let's get yeah, let's get yeah. your thoughts on that as I well. I think. With me, and I think I'm more of a... I know sometimes I can be more like uh Maybe more... I don't know if it's liberal. Yeah. So in terms of like big on free speech, I'm mm. big on free speech and take yeah. that as you will, whatever. But yeah. I'm, I do... I think I do respect what free speech means. It's not just I want to hear stuff that I only like because yeah. that's not the world I live in. Yeah. But... So there's two parts to this, right? Mm. If... Because I thought about this. I really, really thought about this. I thought, okay, you know what? If John came up in here and said, yeah. nigga, 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 we ain't know any better, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And probably be like, oh, that's kind of fucked up, you know? It yeah. would be. I would think. Yeah. We might not get an episode 84. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. And this is not me saying that I would accept it mm-hmm. or anything like that. Take that out of the equation. Let's say I'm just listening to Eminem and he's doing this, right? Mm-hmm. I have a, I have an option to be like, okay, cool. I'm done with the album on the shelf mm. you can do that with Kendrick you don't have to listen to Kendrick you can just think oh yeah it's fucked up it's not a legal word I, mm. again I don't have to support it I don't even have to like it I don't even have to talk. cool you can do all of mm. that I think that's 100% valid and, but I also do think being an artist especially being an artist of his caliber mm-hmm. is about taking risk is this yeah. a risk absolutely yeah. this is a huge risk but I think it was one that paid off and yeah. I think it was yeah. one that was worth the ambition I think so I think um the way he went about it and kind of went through his like growing up yep. and the, I know people are like, oh, <clears throat> but he misgendered his um cousin and auntie. You know, that was the, that was the fucking point. He did that it's, on purpose to get to that point at the end. Like he did that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, what annoys me is there's yeah. chronology to the song. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I can, I, I cannot understand first of mm. all, but I can try and understand what the, of course that there is offense if you, misgender someone or if you um call them by their old name or something mm. but he's not doing that what he's saying is look there's a chronology to this yeah. once upon a time i had an aunt mm-hmm. yes now i don't yes. and he even then mm. used the like when he's talking about the the uncle or mm. the the man in the mm. present mm. he says he mm-hmm. and he's like very careful to use mm-hmm. the new pronouns mm-hmm. um so and I think yeah, people had an issue obviously with him saying Bruce Jenner. They're like that is just an honor. I'm not sure. I'm not I, sure the like, intricacies of that. Fine. So uh, yeah. Um, but um, no, I think the song is yeah, yeah extremely. Yeah. Ex- this is like this is like this is this is Kendrick man. He always does yeah. this. I'm saying I think yeah. this is such a well put together song. Yeah. And him even looping it back to himself because mm. the thing is, if you speak to a lot of black people, mm. would they really say the F word is on the same level as the N word? Mm. Probably not because one is called the N word. Some people just say the F word. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, you know what I mean? But the fact that he's leveling them too and saying like, you know what? This yeah. is, you know what I mean? So this yeah. is kind of yeah. what, where we see it and he's kind of accepting that. I mean, that's mm. kind of cool. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like he's, because he's, I remember when I saw that performance, I thought, nah, he baited that woman into 
Mad City. Because if you're going to mm. bring us on to sing Mad City, you are not going to just bring up some fucking white woman. Like, that's just, yeah, yeah. that is that is bait, yeah. man. Like, come on. Yeah. So I, I did think he did have a part to play and I always thought that was kind of mm. fucked up of him to do. So the fact that he mm. looked back and like, oh, you know what? I get it now. I yeah. thought it was amazing. I thought, yeah. And the thing is, I'm not saying that someone who is part of the LGBT community mm. cannot like the song. I mean, you can dislike the song. I mean, that's yeah. fair. I mean, it's absolutely valid. But I do yeah. think what he was going for here was very well done. I, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. Very well I, done. I would obviously agree with you with mm-hmm. the, um, like the actual use of the word. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, could have been a way around that. And yeah. obviously for people that um, that is a, is something they've been called or yeah. something they associate with pain, like it's not nice to hear at all. So I can understand that mm-hmm. there could have probably been maybe some more tact around how to Yeah, it's not Illuminati by J. Cole. It's how, not how to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How that, to get people yeah. to... Yeah. yeah, so I can understand that. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about if you're happy with the generational kind of trauma stuff mm-hmm. and the like, the progress of mm-hmm. he's trying to unlock the um, the issues, the reasons mm-hmm. why he's acting out, the reasons he's cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start mm-hmm. with Father Time, uh, and then we can kind of get into a couple more. Lord but um, what a good song. <laughs> Yeah, where so the fuck is Sam for? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, where is he? Yeah, um, I'm gonna start with my little theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing some late night reading, um, and I think a lot of people obviously heard on the album. He has a song called Enoch, right? Yes. Um, and the obvious kind of comparison is, oh, you know, Enoch, son of Cain, mm-hmm. Cain killed Abel. Um, ah, I didn't think of that. Okay, yeah, so that's the obvious connection, right? And and the rapper Carl, we reviews his album Descent of Cain. He talks a lot about like generation generational mm-hmm. trauma. He has a song called Solitude of Enoch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of explores that, you know, Cain was uh, yes, he, uh, he killed his brother Abel. He was then kind of given like the mark of Cain, which we don't know if it's like a metaphorical kind of like scar mm-hmm. or like, you know, some kind of like vibe that was around him yeah. wherever he went, or if it was like a, a physical kind of mark that yeah. said, you know, no one can touch him. God was like, he's done something absolutely heinous, yeah. like, you know, just so everyone knows. Um <laughs> but what I understood, there's another character in the Bible called Enoch. Um, okay. I did a little bit of reading into this. Um, and Enoch is, I think he's like a seventh generation of uh, like Adam's lineage, mm-hmm. right? Obviously Adam, original sin. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Original sin, you know, both Adam and Eve are like punished by God for, for sinning and, and that kind of sin. Uh, one of the punishments is mortality, right? Mm-hmm. That you will die. Um, and that's passed down, obviously, through every human yeah, <laughs> who's ever lived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so Enoch comes along, like seventh generation. I think his dad was called like Jared or Jared mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared is a Christian name. Holy fuck, they I know think, that. I think I saw it here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, punishment for the original sin, you know, generational trauma, pain, you will die. Um, and Enoch does not essentially die. What happens mm-hmm. is he's going on like a walk one day with with god um and he's just kind of like taken up into heaven Mm. um and my interpretation of that is kendrick kind of represents like the father like the adam you know he's Mm. kind of maybe not the original sinner but he's in that lineage of like trauma pain violence cheating um his son's called enoch and throughout the album what he's trying to do is uh the end of mother i sober he says you know what like uh his wife says 
you've like broken the curse, like you've done it mm. and you're like not passing all of this trauma pain that he's been like working through mm. to his son, Enoch. And he does mention that on Mr. Morale where he's like, um, yeah. Enoch, your father is right on time. Yeah. I must have had a thousand lives and like 3,000 wives. Yeah. Okay, that actually, yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah. I actually fuck yeah. with that. So, yeah. so in Genesis, that, yeah. like when, when obviously Adam sins, yeah. uh, says something like, therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way, death shall come to all people because all sinned. Um, but obviously death doesn't come to Enoch. Um, and, you know, just uh, just a oh, very interesting thought I have. I think, it makes, it no, makes sense. It makes sense. It makes and sense. So far, I've heard no one mention this other Enoch in the Bible who didn't die. And it felt like there was this generational Holy kind of... fuck. No, like, I fuck with this. <laughs> this punishment was not passed on to him and there was like mm. a break in the line. Mm. And that's what Kendrick's trying to do in this whole mm. album. He's like... Um, and was it I uh, mentioned his daughter and he's like and Enoch was the second or something yeah um, and he's like working this album so hard to yeah no I fuck to with break it. that no because it's weird I always thought why does he keep mentioning his son because I know his daughter's mm. the firstborn and his son's yeah. the second yeah. I was like why does he keep doing that but that makes so much sense I fuck yeah. with that I'm taking no yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that that Father makes time. sense let's do it though yeah no banger shout out to Sam for amazing vocals yep. the um the production amazing mm-hmm. um when it kind of goes, I think it switches halfway through the verse for each one. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. Like, um, so good. Song's heavy, man. Mm. Um, the ebb and flow, yeah. I think, is, is phenomenal. When he, when he kind of talks about, like, and he has this like Benny the Butcher flow when he's talking, mm. it's quite weird. I was yeah. like, oh, I can imagine Benny the Butcher on this. But yeah. no, I'm, kind of stuff he's talking about, I think most people with some sort, it doesn't have to be a father figure, but mm. a masculine figure or like a tough parent can 100% relate to this. Yeah, like, yeah. When he's just like, you know, basically like, when he's like talking about when he scratched himself, he got up straight away because he can, you know, mm-hmm. can't be a bitch. He's like, you know what I mean? He's just like, like life's a bitch. You yeah, be, yeah. I, you know, he's like, it's what it is. And I think, yeah, no, 100%. I think, I think he touched on it. I don't think he was even trying to be clever with it. I think he just mm. said it. Like, and he was like, oh, the, and the ones without a father, shout to you guys for making it through as well. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. quite sweet. Yeah. It's but, very, yeah, like yeah. he didn't need to be too, cryptic with this at all and i think that's Mm. why you get some of the tracks which are maybe Mm. a bit more um maybe formulates Mm. a a harsh word but like songs where the instrumentals i don't know like uh was it purple purple hearts or songs Mm. that are just like straight r&b songs Mm. like he doesn't have to go all crazy cryptic on Mm. you um and on yeah on like father time Mm. very obvious he's like uh uh, was it till then let's give the women a break grown men with the daddy issues yeah see referencing his wife and all the other women and <clears throat> seeing that you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of these lessons that have been passed down a lot of the behaviors that he's recognized in his dad and other kind of um, grown men around him um, yeah. are not good but he also recognizes on the flip side a couple of lessons that are good doesn't he i think yeah. maybe towards the end of one of the last verses yeah it's like he said, i love my father for yeah. letting me take off the glove and that, that if you know um that yeah. kanye song everything i am it's such mm. a clear reference yeah. to that so yeah but you know because everything Dual meaning right huh? as well to taking off the glove um because in taking mm. off the gloves and like fighting and yeah. also taking off the glove and the glove being kind of like um you know when you shoot and you have oh, a glove on it will okay. like hide your fingerprints oh, okay. so you take yeah, off the yeah. glove then you're gonna own up to what the issues oh. are Good shout. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. A- amazing. <laughs> I mean, the one part that I liked so much was um when he spoke. Not, not, a lot, not a lot of people spoke about it because it's just, it's not really a shot. When he's talking about when Kanye got back with Drake, I was slightly confused. I was like, mm. same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Actually, because me personally, no. Nah, Do you feel like he's being shady when he was like, I've get, I guess I've got a lot to learn. I was like, no, I, I don't know if he actually does he believe that. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I think I think he's trying to give himself a pass, yeah, but I think in, yeah. in his heart, he's like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. But I yeah. think he's just saying, I guess not much of us, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he's like, no, nah, I would never go back. And to honest, agreed, mm. I wouldn't. Um, and when he says, um, what's the difference when your heart is made of stone and your, but your mind's made of gold? Um, no, your, your mind's made of gold and your tongue's made of sword, but it may weaken your soul. It's like, damn, that's so fucking true, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kendrick just has a way with words, man. And it's like, yeah, because the thing is, what's the point? You're, you, you've toughened yourself so much mm. to go through this world. Like, yeah, you know, you've got, you got a heart of stone. You can't be broken. Mm. Your, 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 your mouth can cut through knife. Yeah. Um, and your mind can, you know, create, you know, all these things. But mm. it's fucking kidding your spirit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, I thought it was such a good way to kind of put it together, man. For sure. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, Sanford, I just think Sanford's edition was so good. You know, practicing no day offs. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. I get that. I, Incredible. Yeah. Sanford's, yeah. we're doing an album. We said, do we say recently it's been mm-hmm. five years? 100% year Sanford album. That's one of Drake's best, like, catches. I can't lie. Sam Farr is such a good artist. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. South London. South yeah. London. Let's, um... It's all about generational drama, I was going right? to say... I want to go to one of the longer songs, just so yes, we kind of move. Yeah, but I'm with you. Mother, yes. I, Sober. Yes. Oh. Kendrick yeah. always does this, right? He always yeah. has that longer song, yeah. you know, Fear or Real or uh, mm-hmm. Mortal Man. But um, yeah. Mother, I, Sober is a crazy song. And it's not crazy. It's a crazy. It's not crazy like Auntie Diaries, but it's crazy in a different way. Because one, obviously, he's got your girl Beth Givens. I know you listen to Porter's Head. Got one vinyl. Yeah, but um, just the way he's kind of put it all together, mm. I was like, damn! Like it's just the way he put it together. I was like, fuck. I had man. tears in my eyes both yeah, first like, times I listened to listen, this. And I think this is maybe what I would see as the problem for this album because mm. it's so heavy. There's certain songs where I just can't. I can't bang this out. Yeah, like I can't just be like, yeah, I'm gonna slap on father time like 10 times i can't mm. like it's not it's not my mood like and i think mother i saw was one of those songs but i hear it i'm like yeah fuck man like he's just here spot on like um so he's basically talking about obviously we all know kendrick's not someone to dabble in drugs. he drinks but he doesn't really do drugs so when he's talking about he's dealt with all these things sober and i thought about it, i was like damn that's actually kind of that's that, that, yeah. that's, that's kind of like a it's not easy to do that i think a lot no. of people have escapism but then he actually said actually no I, I thought I was doing these things sober, but then I've actually kind of, you know, kind of hidden this pain through infidelity. Yeah. And where's this come from? Oh shit. You know, my mom thought I was being sexually abused, but I didn't know how to feel about that. Um, I didn't know my mom got abused. I didn't know my dad hit her. I think he said that. Hit her. But like yeah. shit like that. And it's like, then he's like, Oh, you know, I took all of this. I almost lost my wife, but no, I'm like, um, I need some, like he's basically, basically the whole point of the albums in this song pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then just saying like, um, and how his voice gets more urgent and strong. Yeah, the build-up is yeah. amazing here. Yeah. And um, talking about all these rappers sexually abused. And it, and it sounds like a generalization. Yeah. But it's definitely more common than people think. Mm-hmm. 100%. Obviously, I yeah. think Denzel Curry's spoken about it on his album. Yeah. Um, a couple other rappers as well. I think Kevin Gates has spoken about it. Like, a few mm-hmm. rappers were like, yeah, like, yeah. obviously, Chris Brown, in a way, was as well. Like, there's a lot of rap- artists and singers, rap- singers and rappers, sorry, mm-hmm. that have gone through this. It's like... You, he mentions yeah. R. Kelly as obviously perpetrated yeah. this what happens when you don't <clears throat> like tackle mm-hmm. your own issues exactly so it's <laughs> kind of like and before you judge how we move learn how we cope so it's not like mm. we're not we're not doing this to do it we're just this is just way we're dealing with our reality yeah. I thought yeah and obviously yeah. I think Beth Given's um edition was so it just kind of kept Ghostly, the song like yeah do you know what I mean it was a quite yeah. haunting it just kept yeah. the song interested enough yeah where it's like 
I'm going to get to this eventually, but here's Beth Givens mm. to kind of pull you on. I thought, yeah, I thought it was amazing. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, one of the best tracks on the album. Yeah. I think, like you were saying, the delivery, ha- like it was mm. perfect how mm-hmm. it was. Um, instrumental was just like there in the background, just mm. there, but mm. wasn't doing anything. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Um, yeah. Poetry is, it, it was amazing. It like, yeah, definitely moves me to tears each time yeah. I listen to this one. Um, Ugh, it's a lot. It's I can't lie. It's, it's, a, it's and, a lot. And yeah, yeah just storytelling. Um, it feels like this would be, you know, bringing it back to the play. Mm-hmm. This feels like it would be a like a silent like monologue. Yes, just him on stage, just like reading this out to a rhythm. Um, like it feels, it like, feels the, like poem. Feels something. like the kind of um epilogue, not epilogue, but it feels like the the closer. This yeah. Feels, yeah, yeah. And then in a way, I wouldn't be surprised if the album was meant to end here. Mm. It feels like because even at the end where you get um. Is it Sam Du's voice or something? Where you get Sam the, G, yeah. Yeah, when he's like, um, before I go fast asleep, love me for leave me. Mm. I bear my soul and now we're free. And that's you know, yeah. that's it. That's the closer. Mm. It feels like that. I was like, yeah. 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 But it's um it's yeah, it's amazing. Like mm. just the, the you kind of picture the moments where he's talking mm. about like sitting, being powerless as a child, like watching his mum mm. being was it beaten up? Yeah. Um and and then yeah, like you were saying, finding out she was like he said, like, violated in Chicago. He didn't mm-hmm. know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just packs so mm-hmm. much into this song. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's like one of the most emotional songs I've heard in a yeah. very, very long time. And just like, oh, I made it home, seven years of tour, chasing manhood, but mm-hmm. Whitney's gone. By the time you hear this song, she did mm-hmm. all she could. It's like, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, no. No, it's a lot. I can't, yeah. it's, it's one of the songs like, yeah. And um, this, yeah. sorry, can I read this one? Yeah. He's like, his, uh, yeah, when he said learn how we cope um, and then uh, his anger grows deep in misogyny. This is post-traumatic <laughs> black families and mm-hmm. a sodomy mm-hmm. today is still active. And then he goes on this like, mm-hmm. so I set myself free from this mm-hmm. and I set myself free from this. And it's mm-hmm. like those like, you know, mm-hmm. affirmative words of like, um, you know, like releasing myself from yes. this, this and this. Mm-hmm. And then. And he's like, and I set free all your abusers. This is transformation. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then like Beth Gibbons comes in again. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, gosh. God, I feel like I'm at, you know, some kind of, um, yeah, I don't know, some kind of like religious like event. It's it feels like, like, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. It feels super mm-hmm. spiritual. I mean, and I think this is, this is why we, we listen to Kendrick, right? And I've heard mm-hmm. this critique a little bit and I'm going to address it now. I think people think, and I get it, and I'm not super judging people for this. I think people think, if I don't, if I can't find myself coming to this album a lot, then it's not a good album. That's not how this one is going. That's and the biggest, there's so yeah. many albums which I like that I'm not always going to be in the mood for. Mm. For example, Tipping for Butterfly. We all say it's amazing. I don't go back to the album all the time. Um, there's a, no names albums. I don't go back to them all the time, but I love those albums. It's there when you need it. It's, exactly. It's there when you need it. For example... People will be going crazy about all these Marvel films and only watch it one time. If yeah. it's so good, you only watched it one time, mate. All right. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, sorry, mm. slight dig for the Marvel fans. But like, I think that's what this album is. I feel like what he's saying isn't mm. bumpy. 100% agree. Yeah. But doesn't mean that the effort put in the songs are weak. It's not true. No. It's not, not true doesn't mean that the execution's weak. Mm. Also not true. Oh yeah. He's talking about when he used to say the F word to his aunt, but this seems to be, be a bit more catchy. It's like, why would he make a song like yeah, that yeah. catchy? It doesn't even yeah. make sense. Why would he make a song like Mother I Sober catchy? Mm-hmm. Like that would it, would, it would, it would kind of trivialize the whole fucking song. And I think people need to understand that when mm. it comes to listening to certain type of music, it's not, you have to, when I listen to music, I think of the intention, regardless. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If it's meant to be a banger and it's not a banger, then it's a failed 
an endeavor. But if you're just trying to make a song about, I'm trying to talk about, you know, my abusive lineage. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want that to be a banger. What the fuck? I don't yeah. want that to be a banger. So I think, yeah, I think the execution here is amazing. I think, yeah, when I did see Porter's head, I thought, is it going to be some bullshit like um U2 on M Triple X? But yeah. it wasn't. You like that Trump? I do like that song, but a lot of people didn't. Mm. But I don't think they were that needed, yeah, to be yeah. honest. But this is Fair perfect. Enough. Um, um, I mean, we mentioned Mr. Mm-hmm. Morale briefly earlier, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you see the mm-hmm. there were mentions of like abuse and mm-hmm. her mom, his mom was abused mm-hmm. young and... um. Pharrell production. Pharrell production. Yeah. On that. For me, this song. Oh, this song is good. Super mm-hmm. ominous intro. But mm-hmm. for me, this song feels like a that heavy breathing feels like a pure like panic attack. It feels like an awakening. Really interesting. Like I, your father's just like detox. A, like ah, ah, like oh, he's here now. That's oh, how right. I kind of. I took it as like on. he's reliving these like traumas and oh, he's having okay, like a yeah, full on yeah. like panic mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, obviously talking about all the pain mm-hmm. and stuff that's brought down which is perfect why it sits before mm-hmm. um mother i say because then he's like fully going into it a question mm-hmm. i have a um, more general one yeah. given that the songs that we're like super passionate about just now come at the end of the album do we feel like um there was too much preamble do we feel like there could have been more of these maybe um like super int- introspective or like maybe deeper kind of like um uh what's the opposite of introspection what's the word i don't know it's failing me like um extroversion like i don't know do we feel like he could have been maybe more poetic or or was he in fact in the first half i think he was i think yeah he was trying to get to this point during the story right yeah i don't think i'm saying is the build-up sorry is the build-up too long to get to these like oh he's finally he's finally like okay getting what the issue is i don't think it's too long but i do think there's some filler yeah right um, let's get to that cool so obviously yeah Mr. Morale before we get there so yeah I think Mr. Morale's a it's a weird song because I like it but then I don't like it like I like it I think it's done well I think the song just I get why it's even there because I feel like this is the point where he's kind of awakened like oh, yeah. I realise yeah. like shit is, yeah. and then could have maybe been shorter as like an intro yeah like it just feels like joint is. I think because it comes after Auntie Diaries, it just yeah. feels so misplaced. Even though it's not misplaced, it just yeah. feels weird. Yeah. It feels weird, and I, I don't mind throwing this. I think mm. um, whoever Tanner Leone is, I like him as well. I like everything mm. about this. I even like the choruses. I do think he repeated himself a bit when he's like, "My mother abused you." Yes. I wish I, yeah. I wish he had a saved that for Mother yeah. I Sober. When we get that, it's like holy fuck, Jamie. Yeah. But because he's I kind agree. of mentioned that before. And even Arcade, it feels like he's kind of recycling a couple of the topics. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe a verse shorter would have been fine. Yeah. And the filler that I mentioned. So there's two songs that I no matter, how, no matter how many times like, okay, okay, I've spoken about Silent Hill. I don't think that's filler. I just think mm. the chemistry, I think you just could have better delivery. Yeah. I think two songs I feel oh, I just don't care for is um Purple Hearts okay. and Crown. Those are the two songs, Ooh. like, no matter how many times I listen to it, okay. I love the, I, Purple Hearts, I, I think if Ghostface wasn't on it, I just wouldn't care for the song. No, mm-hmm. no chance. Crown, I really like what's being said. I just think it's so slow and I think it takes too long to get to the build up at the end, which I like. Um, But I don't think, mm-hmm. to go back to what you're saying, I don't think he was being, I don't think he was kind of blue balling us and waiting for the, yeah. ball. Like, I think he was just, I think he was doing a really good job of expressing the shit like for example, Father Time is not 
that's not you know he's really going on in that yeah, yeah. and obviously we cry together we haven't even got to that yet I mean I mean boy he's he's really going out yeah, on that yeah. songs like that so I think he's definitely not shortchanging us but mm-hmm. I did think it makes I think those couple songs make it a bit longer so yeah I'll yeah. mention Crown why do I like Crown yeah it's just very minimal production so there's not that much interest there mm-hmm. his again his delivery is it's just so, him the piano more or less isn't it yeah like it's his delivery is so understated it's slow and I like the message I do like the message but mm. I just don't I just don't think it's yeah engaging enough and I don't mean that from a catch set I just think it just takes too long to get to where it needs to go yeah. and Purple Hearts I just think it's too it's just it's it's, it's like damn with like love and and loyalty it's just not mine mm. it's not mine the ghost face was very he, good at the end it felt like he was trying to pay rent man he felt like yeah, he was about to cry in. like yeah. fuck it all yeah so what do you think of these um two songs yeah. Crown, I like the, I can understand and mm. kind of appreciate what you're saying about, mm. felt like there was too much preamble to get to the point. Yeah. Um, I liked that there was one of these kind of more stripped back tracks where mm. he's kind of um, just him and the piano just talking about mm. his his kind of experience being the top. I like the juxtaposition as well from like Crown, mm. you know, we're expecting like, mm. oh, like power like punchiness you know yes. he's at the top of the game he's the man that's what I thought when I saw um, the title actually he's yeah. like he's wearing a crown mm-hmm. on the album album covers were like cool this mm-hmm. could be like the big one yes um, and it's not it's the complete opposite yeah. um, I think the end it kind of builds up the like multiple voices like mm-hmm. I guess for me that was like mirroring the people that are it kind of felt like a bit kind of disorienting right you had like voices all, all around you kind of in the headphones mm. wherever you're listening and like mm. um it feels like those are the people that are like voicing him like oh we're expecting this from you Kendrick like we need this from you like you yes. need to tell us how to mm. do this mm. how to live life how to interpret this like what's the meaning of like this mm. and he's just then like, kind of cuts completely yeah. um and then you know we get that like I choose me narrative yeah come along right so there's a bit of delay there um, you know, got booted out of the studio, but you know, we're so keen to get this done. We just went home and finished it off. So hopefully there isn't too much of a lag in quality or anything like that. But yeah, we're going to continue one with the review. So we were talking about Crown. John was talking about the, all the themes about, you know, um, what do you say? I choose me. And I think that I, right there, I was going to pick up where well, cut off. We're going to talk about the other things that I choose me. We're talking about Saviour. So the two songs obviously being Saviour interlude and the title, the title of the song itself. And this is where we see majority of Baby Keem's um, insertion. So I want to start with what do you think about that, actually? What do you think of um, Baby Keem and this album? Because I think a lot of people were anticipating this. Like, it was no surprise to people this was going to happen. Yeah, it made sense. I think it was just a case of um, when was the majority of the album written and when did, um, yeah, when did Baby Keem's kind of influence come along? Because obviously they're cousins, he's been around for a while, but the melodic blue was only last year and Family Ties yeah. was only last year. So it was like, you know, how much... Is he really going to be? What, like, what part of the album is he going to be on? Um, <clears throat> and I think his involvement in this album is pretty, pretty top-notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like re- really good. Um, <laughs> and I know that some people might feel um, that, you know, his involvement takes away from Kendrick's. Like, oh, you know, if he has inside influence or if he has other artists that are kind of um, moving him in this direction or moving him in that direction, that that takes away from Kendrick's greatness. But... Mm-hmm. I disagree. Um, I think it shows a great artist who can take on, you know, aspects and influences from other people and still kind of maintain their core, like, identity, which I think is what he's done here. Um, and so, yeah, I think Baby Keem on here is great. I mean, the Save It interlude, obviously, basically just 
he's he's handed that over um <laughs> to baby keem and i think yeah it's pretty good we were kind of quoting to each other before we were recording um has some great lines on here um hey, noodles that. noodles in the microwave shark tank tidal wave um grandma shooting people blood on the highway crosses on the dashboard you just want a platform yeah he's yeah he's just going off and the flow is just so like boom boom just so mm-hmm. so consistent i think the production works it's like so unrelenting well i think that's how you describe him yeah i think this is the best feature on the album yeah yeah by yeah. by a bit actually i think it's the best feature on the album i think it's i think if you tie into savior i think it's one of the best messages because obviously you have this whole thing of um the we haven't even talked about it much but to honest, it is what it is. The whole Eckhart Tolle guy talking about yeah. um, you kind of derive your sense of self from the things mm-hmm. you've gone through. And one of those things is the saviour complex, right? Because you've kind of made it. You feel like um, you have to do that for everyone else. So I think this Baby Keem is basically trying to explain why Kendrick has felt this way for so long. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look at all the stuff Baby Keem has said he's gone through, you know, both your parents in prison, you make all this money, you come home to your dad's casket. Mm. Why wouldn't you not get that? Why would you not feel this way, right? Like, you know. Um, But yeah, Baby King was just so... He's he's got so much energy to him that I just like him when I just hear it. Even if if he was just saying something dumb, when he's like, um, my ex got a beamer, she want me to see it. I still ain't gonna see it. Like, okay. (laughs) It's just funny. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a Kanye influence there. It's just hilarious. Mm. Um, And I think... I don't get the critique that people have about him because I think they... Him and Kendrick Lamar work off each other. I don't think it's a one-way thing where, you know, Keem's just stealing, not stealing, but it's not, I don't think Keem is just gaining from that relationship. I think they're both getting something from that because people think it's baby Keem on N95. It's it's Kendrick. Mm. Yeah, so I think that kind of works from both ways. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, out of the two interviews, it's my favourite one. Um, Kendrick Lamar has some production credits on this one as well. So yep. whatever he did there, it works. And of course, the song Saviour itself. Um, I'll say this. This is for sure... It's not the best song in terms of if you want to be objective and all that. It's not the yeah. most potent song, yeah. but this is 100% my favourite song on the album. I love this song. I think it's got the most quotables. Mm-hmm. I think the the beat is my favourite next to Worldwide Steppers. Yeah. Every verse is just, every every single line on this song is like, wouldn't it change a thing? That's how I feel. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I think the production is incredible on in this. Um, yeah, it's... It, who oh, I don't have the list of producers now. Um, so it's Rascal, Mario Luciano, Cardo, J. LBS, Soundwave, and Kendrick Lamar. So six people, okay. five lot of people. Whatever they were doing in <laughs> whatever was going on in that studio, it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And obviously, you know, with I the mean, message the beat drop the, was insane as well. Yes, Sorry, yes. Um, but yeah, the the message on here, obviously, the cat is out of the bag. I'm not your saver. I find it just as difficult to love thy neighbours. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not. It's a nice kind of like leveling. You know, he's kind of bringing himself off that pedestal that he's put himself on, and he's been put yeah. on, um, mm-hmm. and he's kind of bringing it back down. You know, he's like all those yeah. lines were all kind of everyone's memeing about. You know, future said get a money counter, but he is not your savior. Um, mm-hmm. And then I love the baby. I just love the like tone that Baby Keen's voice has. Mm-hmm. And especially when he's delivering lines for like, um, are you happy for me? Really? Are you happy for me? Mm-hmm. Smile on my face. Are you happy for me? Ah, it's, it's, so sam- it's so simple, but so it's so good. Works. So impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, Even a bitch. Are you happy for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Tupac yeah. did. Got to think for yourself. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind mm-hmm. 
it's almost that T-pad kind like, of callback as well. Yeah, you know? you've been kind of like, um, I guess, connect, connected or like tied to to Kendrick in some way. He's just kind of like mm-hmm. leading you all along. And then mm-hmm. he's just like, just cutting the ropes and being like, yeah, better yeah. Think for yourself. You're like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if you're out like swimming. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, the boat's yeah, gone off it? and you're just like left out in the ocean. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like this it, now. It's also kind of saying there are no saviors left. That mm. was the last one. Like, this is it. You, yeah. you all think for yourself, man. It's kind of, um, but um, honestly, I am not, this is not hyperbole. I think I could quote almost every line in the song, but there's the one part that I've taken, it, I had to whittle it down. Mm-hmm. The struggle for the right side of history, independent thought is like an eternal enemy. Capitalist posing as compassionate to be offending me. Suck my dick with authenticity. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, this song's so awesome. And even the little no-name jab when he says, "Um, meditating in silence made you wanna turn on me." At the end of the first verse, mm. I don't know how many baby people caught that. Cause obviously, no name did the whole thing when she called out J Cole and mm. Kendrick and stuff yeah. like that. I think yeah. that's such a smart way of um. I think it's such a smart way of addressing those critiques. Like you know, one one protest for you, it's all year for me. Like yeah, but that last mm. verse where again talking about two part dead yeah. and. I've been with those people. I mean, I think all of them went to the White House some years ago. It's like, yeah, I've been with those people. They're all greedy. Like, yeah. there's, there's no one here. Like, yeah. yeah. Could not say enough good things about this song. Even honestly. blacked out screens and called it solidarity. Oof. Facts. For every single one of you people that I know, <laughs> all of you Facts. friends out there that did it, mm-hmm. stop it. It, yeah. Wait. It's, yeah, it's nonsense. Thought that then, think that now. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's, all, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. Um, but Yeah. A great track. Let's move on. Are we going to talk about Mirror? Um, I think that's like the last song. So yeah. I think just before that, because when we, we spoke a little bit before Crown about was he kind of like taking long to get to this point? Yeah, was he yeah, blue balls yeah. in us? But like I said, I think a song like We Cry Together shows that Oof. absolutely not. I think he's okay. shown the height of this, um, not I won't say toxicity, but just the height of maybe kind of the things you learn and the things you kind of go through and you just accept, yeah. like, it's what it is. I think yeah. We Cry Together is, like, the crux of that. Like, I think that's where things meet such a head. And he's done songs like this before. He's done songs like You. But there's something so unique about this song, mm. man. Like, and I actually go back to it more than I like to admit. I don't know what it is. I think because the woman, Taylor Page... She does such a good fucking job mm-hmm. on this song. Yeah, I would think she was a rapper herself, but she's just an actor. Like it's when we say just insane. an actress, like this, this is a isn't a scene, isn't it? As opposed yeah, to it's, a, yeah. it's more of a scene than a song. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and man, yeah, yeah. I mean, we say and, we said yeah. best feature with Baby Keem, but I mean, maybe best performance has to go to Taylor Page. Um, I would agree with that. May, yeah. yeah, maybe the closest we've come on this album to someone performing at the same level or better than I mean she's an actress like she her voice mm-hmm. is breaking in all the right points you know her voice is straining when she's kind of that like, fucked me up a fever pitch <laughs> yeah. um like <clears throat> it was just a pure acting scene yeah. and it was it was incredible um yeah yeah I don't, I mean, I don't know just, what to yeah. say like the, just the way it they're arguing and it mm. feels like they're really arguing but yeah. it's like it's also rhyming and it's on yes. beat it's like what the f- like what the fuck <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's yeah, just so yeah. and even time I think are they off beat it's like nope they catch it every time mm. every time but it still sounds like if you took away the beat it would just sound like a regular ass argument mm. and um, I knew what was going to happen at the end I knew they were going to yes. start fucking I knew it was going to happen but I think the, the, the road they took to get there was so interesting and again we mentioned R. Kelly mentions R. Kelly again on this and I think he does touch on it does feel like a p- 
personification of like Twitter timeline conversations in a sense between because um, I think the start of the song says this is what the world sounds like yes and you know constant gender wars as we've been oh subject to for past how many years now and I think this is a reflection of that where it's like you know you women don't get along like when when your friends get girlfriends you don't pick up the phone and the guys and the woman's like you know you, um, you guys have so much pride you can't realize that other men are being abusive and you can see that both sides are trying to get a point across but they don't want to hear each other's side they're just more trying to counter they're not trying to listen to one another mm-hmm. um, and I think it's such an amazing way of putting it because yeah. I, I think if Kendrick attacked this on himself it would come across way too preachy so you had yeah. to bring someone yeah. to do something like this yeah um, crazy I think, performance I think I've, I've heard some criticisms and I know some people would be like oh it's mm. such a um, kind of like simplification of it and like mm. especially then oh you know it's so predictable they're just gonna end up like fucking and you're like that's the whole <laughs> point like the whole yes. point is that's a critique in itself that it's finishing like that um yes. excuse the pun um and like <laughs> you know okay. it's just like that that's the whole point of it is yeah. that <clears throat> you can have these kind of like microcosms of society but then mm. obviously it's ending like that because like yeah he's doing it for a reason <laughs> he's doing it for mm. a reason um some some funny lines in there as well like it's so nice to see Mm. (laughs) uh it's so nice to see kendrick just being like playful throughout the album as Mm -hmm. well just little moments where he's making a critique but he's also you know just trying to be a bit funny he's like women in general just can't get along white r&b bitches don't feature on each other's songs (laughs) and she's like what are you talking about (laughs) yeah 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 um, yeah do you agree with that critique I don't think I agree with that but I don't know it's a funny line I mean I don't know if I yeah. agree with it yeah <laughs> but then for a moment like wait have Janae and Kalani featured together they probably yeah, have, like, I don't know yeah or like Summer yeah. Walker's featured on like, yeah. the album it almost felt like you were just trying to win the argument yes. just throw it out something yeah. even the way he said it yeah, yeah. they're both kind of like hilarious. trying to go one up on each other saying the most outrageous mm. lines like yeah like mm-hmm. she's faking it he's like yeah I'm doing it off the juice and she's like <laughs> I should do it on your cousin he's like what hold on a second um yeah. just the timing is so perfect of, of all their little lines um mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel rehearsed but it does at the same time because yes. it rhymes mm-hmm. and yeah just an incredible incredible scene we obviously Insane mentioned at the song, beginning of the episode yeah. about mm-hmm. you know the like cultural reference to um the Eminem one and the mm-hmm. the film i can't even remember the name of the film now it's the name of the song he had with janet jackson isn't it fuck i'm not gonna remember that so you're going to search that up. Yeah, Kendrick Janet. Poetic Justice. Oh, Poetic Justice. Oh, yeah. it's my Eminem. Yeah, Poetic Justice. Yeah, yeah. 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 When he's like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck, fuck yeah. you, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Well, he's like you really the, went for it as well. Yeah. Leaning outside of the truck, him and Janet mm-hmm. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. No, shout out to her. Yeah, not enough good things. This is like a special song. Very mm. special song. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mirror, that's the closer again, kind of looping back to what mm. we mentioned before. So yeah, t- tell me more about the closer. I mean, quite a short closer to be fair one of the mm. shortest closes he's had yeah. So, yeah I'd say that instrumentally it reminded me of uh, Kanye West flashing lights okay if I've, if people kind of go back and listen to them to kind of one after the other you'll see I think with like the strings and that like kind of group clapping instrumental thing like flashing mm-hmm. lights dun, dun. I don't know it just I yeah see, it I, reminded I, I, me no, a bit. I hear what and on the chorus, I uh-huh. hear what you're saying. I, I, can, I can see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, the narrative is that he's fun of, kind of come full circle. Um, he's gone through the process of like self-exploration and understanding the reason for the trauma and then finally cutting off the trauma, as, as Whitney says in mm-hmm. um, at the end of Mother I Mother Sobo. I Sobo. Yeah. Um, and then just some 
incredible poetry. I mean, I don't know if we've maybe highlighted enough just how good his his writing is on here. But personal yes. gain off my pain, it's nonsense. Darling, my demons is off a leash for a mosh pit. Baby, I just had a baby, you know she needs me. Working on my day with counselling is not easy. Don't you point a finger just to point a finger, because critical thinking is a deal breaker. Faith in one man is a ship sinking. Do yourself a favour and get a mirror that mirror grievance, then point it at me so the reflection can mirror freedom. I mean, I mean you took it out of my mouth. Yeah, that, that is... That verse just, is... Yeah. Just goes... Yeah, it goes crazy. And a lot of people don't like this closer. Um, from when I saw, like, the Reddit comments and stuff mm, like that, it's like... Mm. I think because it ends abruptly, and I get that, I really wish the instrumental kind of um played out, so to speak, at the end. Yeah. But... I think outside of that, no. Like you said, the songwriting is insane, man. Mm. Honestly, like, and just, I, I just felt so much weight, even the way it ends. This is the part that honestly, like, it kind of made me like, oh, it kind of broke my heart a little bit when it's like, I'm sorry I didn't save the world, my friend. I was too busy building mine again. I was mm. like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, and it gave yeah. me the feeling that I think he's gone after this. I think he's really gone. I don't think he's coming back for a while. I don't know what you think, but I, I did get the feeling where he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here anymore." No, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think I can understand. Just to make sure that we're like critiquing him enough, mm. right? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the instrumentally and like with that little kind of, kind of, I don't know if you call it like bridge or chorus or whatever. He's like, mm-hmm. "I choose me." I'm sorry. It feels mm-hmm. as a closer when you've had all these kind of wild instrumental like musical moments it feels maybe a bit simplistic but then you know maybe that's the point i don't no, know that's true I, I, no I, kendrick's weakest point has always been his choruses yeah um, so i i i don't so think it wasn't a yeah harsh critique wasn't yeah. the kind of the strongest mm-hmm. yeah the strongest chorus the verses definitely make up even Absolutely. the ones like um i truly realize true love's not saving face but unconditional when will you let me go it's mm. like i think the way he sung it really sold it for me man yeah 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 I, I really like this closer to understand. Yeah, I hope he comes back, but I just don't get that feeling, man. Mm. I just, the way he's talking about this, like, yeah, ask me when I'm coming home, blink twice again, I'm gone. I, I don't know, it doesn't sound like someone's going to be back in a couple of years, but I hope he is. Yeah, I hope yeah. so too. We'll, we will see. Um, yeah. I think any songs we didn't really mention, we'll just kind of give a quick passing yeah. moment to one song for me that was a sleep on the album and a sleeper in this review as well is count me out yes i think this song is like really beautiful instrumentally i think it's one of the nicest sounding songs um mm-hmm. so smooth the beat switch like throughout this album mm-hmm. is amazing um yes. he's like i love when you count me out fuck it up and then you know another <laughs> beat switch um yeah yeah, it was really good. Obviously, hints at, you know, the kind of infidelity and that's like a running theme throughout, you know, mm-hmm. not just like trauma and stuff, but actual relationships mm-hmm. and his kind of, um, his own like acts of infidelity against Whitney. Um, yeah. And then, you know, on the flip side, he's like, let me tell you about the woman I love. That's my baby. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. His ad libs on here as well. I, I'm mm-hmm. really loving like blah 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 yeah <laughs> yeah no, I like it um I, I wish this this I feel like does the job that crown does that's mm. why I think like, this song is so much better than crown yeah, yeah. like um so I feel like you could just went from here straight into silent hill for me to mm. be honest but um yeah no I love this song I can and the way it closes is great there's definitely yeah. some I know often 
one of his better often he can be quite concise but i feel for like yeah maybe a couple of tracks here could could have kind of got the message across in just one um, yeah and then there wouldn't be the need to kind of say ah feels like you know it's a bit long of an album mm. feels like he's kind of dragging his feet and not necessarily getting to the crux of of what he wants to talk about so i can hear that for sure yeah fair and i think it's funny because everyone everyone said that right the album feels long even though it's like it's his third longest album yeah i think good yeah, kid i've yeah. seen but i've had both longer so but i get it in the sense of Maybe it feels a bit more of a chore. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's nothing wrong saying that. You're allowed to say, it feels a bit of a chore to get through. Like, you know, no one's going to kill you. Mm. Um, I think I feel that way about Rich Spirit. I like it. It's okay. Yeah. But the, again, I think the delivery is so, it's just there. Mm. It just stays on the floor. Yeah. But um, it's catchy, you know, stop playing me before I turn into a song. Like, you know, bitch, I'm attractive. Like, yeah. a little baby king influence. But yeah, it's just, it's, again, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's good. It does the job. I just wish there was more to it. I just wish there was more to it. But um, I think yeah. that's... That's fair. Purple that's Hearts, did we mention? Yeah. I think we said, yeah, yeah Ghostface was like... paying rent on that verse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's kind it, of... Really. Yeah, just some like overall kind of mm-hmm. questions. Um, okay. Just some Hit quick yeah. quick thinking Go ones. Ahead. Top five tracks. Okay. Saviour. Mm-hmm. My Sober, for sure. Yeah. Worldwide Steppers, mm-hmm. United in Grief. Ooh. We Cry Together. That's my five. Nice. What okay, I had Saviour, We Cry Together, Mother I Sober, Father Time, and Mirror. Okay, fair. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is it out quick? Nice. Quick. I love yeah. that. Uh, best feature on the album? Baby Kim. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm between Baby Kim and Taylor Page, just purely off the yeah that's fair like the emotion yeah and we cry together um cool okay i feel like you know the the obvious one is you know where like where where does kendrick sit now like where's his discography like Mm. we kind of probably i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but certainly Mm. we've had conversations around does this album like put him at the top of all time like what does this do like he's had such a concise um discography so far and so consistent like nothing we've ever seen before i will yeah. mention like there's not yeah, been facts. i don't think there's been unless you look at andre 3000 because he hasn't really had a solo career there's not yeah. really been an, a rapper whose discography has had zero misses as far as solo artists go no. or whose life not, 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 a couple yeah. of artists obviously whose life have been cut short two part yeah of course and that's yeah. why they're kind of immortalized probably yeah. more than Mm-hmm. you know the discography might yeah but in terms of like say. alive rappers who have yeah. been around for in terms of a 10 year yeah. span no one no not even Kanye Kanye 20, 2004 to 2014 was he doing this I don't think so so yeah no I think we've it's kind of unprecedented mm-hmm. to be honest how consistent he's able to be um, where he writes the discography easy for me I'm not even gonna <clears throat> take too long on this I think it's better than Damn for sure yes. for sure better than Damn I think songwriting wise is better than Good Kid, Man City. Yes. In terms of how much I go back to it, it's not as good. But I think it's, de- in terms of writing, it is, I don't care what anyone says, I don't care about nostalgia. Songwriting-wise, it's definitely up there. One of these best written albums in a long time. Hmm. To be able to apply, it's a whole package for me, to be honest. But um, again, we're dealing with <laughs> the tens and nines of the world, so it's hard to kind of beat that. But I think it's very close. It's a very close third, but it's third for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's either it's kind of level with with good kid mad city i think mm. um like 
you know, replay value, all of these things, it mm. definitely counts. But when you're thinking of just mm-hmm. like the quality of an album, mm-hmm. replay value, I think, does not hold as much as it should do. Because like we're saying with T-Pab or like we're saying with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it's probably more than like five, six months since I've listened to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That doesn't mean it's not one of the best albums that's ever been made in hip hop. It just means that I don't necessarily always go back to it. Um, So I think it remains to be seen over the next few months how my kind of opinion of the album kind of goes, but it's certainly certainly top two, top three for sure, maybe top two. What top two Kendrick? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No fair. It's yeah. That's fair. It's yeah. It's a it's a great that. album. Um, it not really without is. a few pitfalls that we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. yeah, it's right up. But there. you know what always happens once an album becomes classic, like Good Kid, Man City, people act like those albums have no flaws, and that just gets annoying. <laughs> mm. There's definitely flaws in that album. But um, yeah, no, I think that's that's it for me. I mean, we got it all out there. You know, mm-hmm. it took us two hours, but we got there. But yeah, um. Any other, any things you want to say before we go to the now then playlist? No, I think that's about it. I mean, there are so many more quotes you just want to mm-hmm. keep keep saying, but uh, <laughs> we'll save that. Maybe yeah. we'll start a Twitter thread or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, let's um, head over to the playlist. Before we do that, please do share this episode. Please do leave a rating um, and a little review as well. Um, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode and this album, do get in touch with us on Twitter at TVC Pod, on Instagram, Vinyl Collective Pod. Uh, you can also email us, vinylcollectivepod at gmail.com. And, you know, whenever, wherever you're listening, there'll be a little question so you can, you know, answer that and get in touch with us. Um, awesome. But yeah, all that remains is the Now and Then playlist. Every week we pick a new song, kind of from the last year or two, and then a throwback song can be can be you know in the 80s can be in the 90s wherever you like um i'm gonna throw it to you this week while i'm still picking my then song okay cool my then song is vows so v-o-w-s by ducks Mm -hmm. um forgot how much i love that song yeah so vows and then my now song oh i don't know if i should do the little tease do it Fuck it, I'll do it. I put Lullaby by Raven Lene. That's my now mm, song. Okay. Cool. Love it. Right. Um, my now song, I'm just going to have to do it. It's going to be Saviour. Absolutely. Has, has to get on there. Has <laughs> yeah. to be on there. Um, and then my then song is... Mm, it's a tough one. That uh, I had about four or five. I was trying to decide between okay. today. Uh, I think... Um, Am I? Go on, do it. Hit us with it. Okay, all right, yeah, I'll go with um, I'll go with uh, Nas Affirmative Action. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good song. Yeah, I fuck with that. Got the whole cool. the whole firm on there. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. it. That's our longest episode, guys. You got it. You two hours. What? Two hours five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with <laughs> yeah, us. Was be Thank you for shit. staying with us. But yeah, appreciate it. Um, don't know if we're going to do a long episode like this for a while maybe you know the next 20 track album that comes out that's not Drake Um, so yeah till next week